I'm, I'm, I'm recording from my game room because I'm a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a Joker poster, gamer. Uh, it's actually right over here next to me. I legitimately have a Joker poster. <laughs> Are you ser- like from the new Joker movie? Oh no 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 no! This is from oh, okay. uh, from the old ones. The, the, nice. It's from the old ones. Ah, uh, all right. With that, <laughs> but it's funny that you should mention that. <laughs> it's literally Dude, sitting like right behind my my PC. Where's your Joker post? Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Scotchcast. I'm your host, Sock Vesenik, and joining me today is Duran. Hello, I'm a gamer with my Joker poster. We're playing. We're we're doing this on video, and he has fucking dynamic background enabled, and it's 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 really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go back to the Matrix? No. <laughs> Should I jack in? Also joining me is Thurbleton. Hello. Uh, I well, while other people have been investing in uh, cool gamer rigs and posters, I've been looking at planers for woodworking. <laughs> oh my god, you're becoming Vinny. Oh my god. I mean, that's the best possible. That's the best possible <laughs> outcome of a zombie apocalypse is to learn how to fend for yourself. <laughs> Like, oh, you know how to use tools. That's actually really useful. Like, good job. <laughs> and speaking of uh, the opposite of useful, Noob Rama is also here. Hello, Noob. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, guys, I'm back in Guild Wars. I'm starting a new Guild Wars podcast in he's, preparation for the new Guild Wars. Experience. He's only half kidding. He is totally back into Guild I'm Wars. I'm literally, I'm in Guild Wars right now. <laughs> it's a really good game. Have you guys heard about this game? Guild Wars? Okay. All right. We'll get there when we get there. Welcome, everyone. How does it feel to be back in like the same virtual room, staring around this virtual table each other? This is probably actually the most productive I've been in the last three weeks. <laughs> Just typing into the spreadsheet, <laughs> the Google Doc. <laughs> it's the first spreadsheet I've seen in three weeks. <laughs> oh, man. I hope things are going okay, though. Like, Are you hanging together in the COVID times? Yeah, you know, honestly, I think, uh, I think I'm definitely one of those people that was like made for this. Nice, <laughs> because like I don't go anywhere anyway. It, like the only place I would go aside from work is like the grocery store, <laughs> and uh, so, so even that I'm not doing now. No so. change detected. No change detected. <laughs> aside from not having to go to work. Ah, uh, yeah, Like just have you built uh, a fort? What? I'm. In my head, Thurbleton's got like uh, a spear crafted and ready to go just in case. Door is um, boarded. No, that's that's my roommate. I trust him <laughs> with all the the weaponry. Uh, the the notable things I've built uh, with with being like stuck at home and like okay, I've played I've played all the video games I can. I need to just take a break. Don't right. build stuff. Is I made a little side table for my kitchen. Uh, we did the um, spice rack because it was bad, uh, and then made a a shit box for my cat because he kept. Uh, <laughs> That's what those are called. Large, it's an extra large litter box. Okay, and he's. I don't think he's a big cat. He's definitely not a small cat, but he's not like chonky, as the kids on the internet would say. Uh, but he would always end up like peeing just outside of it. And it's like, screw it. I'll just make a giant box for you. And it's, it's working great. I'm okay. really happy. You know, he's fucking with you. He's just pissing outside the new box. That's, that's the, that's the test. He so can't. Can it's like two feet uh, of a, like it's a two foot drop. It's literally <laughs> just like a, a seven sided box. Nice. 
that he has to drop into. Okay. It's great. There you go. Nubarama, how are you dealing in the COVID times before we move on? I think on? I just want to go back to what Thurb just said. I think like the kids in the internet called cats chonky like 10 years ago. I don't think that's what people still call their cats. No, I, no, no. I've, I've seen chonky is on it? Reddit in the last week. Okay. okay. Well, maybe I'm out of Specific it. Thurb is still cats. cool. New, but what you're experiencing is called getting old, and you realize that you don't get the kids anymore. Um. Well, here's the thing. Well, it's like you don't. It's I think, um, especially now that it's difficult to. The internet's different than I'm do now. <laughs> yes. It's hard to put into words, but basically, like. I feel alienated. The, the internet is younger really than yes, we used to. We are getting old, and it just keeps getting worse with time. <laughs> As I, it gets yeah, further like, and further from what you recognize. A sense of alienation whenever I go on, like, a, so, <laughs> yeah, like, the only places I really go on on the internet, like, are very specific subreddits or image boards from 2007 <laughs> that have, like, been very closed, and they don't allow new people. So, I, I just wanted, like... End this little thing with a, a again a, a thing on Reddit in the the shower thoughts uh, area, but uh, noob. Eventually, there will be more content on the internet of from people who are dead than alive. Yeah, that's, but I think um, that's pretty cool. There's something similar like that, but it's it's the in the seventies, but ninety percent of people who are ever going to be alive in history lived during the seventies or something like that. And I'm sure in about 20 years, like most people who have been alive or at least half the people who've been alive will be dead. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Especially the rate we're going now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Not a zombie apocalypse. I insist not a zombie. apocalypse. Okay. Moving on. Happy to hear you guys go fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing like fucking, I'm doing, I got a raise. I've got got, got my quarantine beard going. (laughs) I, I well, I know I'm not in the air force anymore, so I don't I don't have to fucking shave anymore. So I got like the the five o'clock shadow at all times now. Oh, I, I thought you were still <laughs> in the air force. Nah. Uh, so I I got out because I well a I felt like a change. B I got a pretty good offer, and C like I'm essentially doing the same work and getting double the pay. So I'm not do I'm I'm not complaining at all. And in terms of disposal income, I'm doing better than before. Anyway, moving on. Um, we've haven't done a podcast in a long fucking time. Um, holy shit, you guys! And infinite news it, happened. Even the last one we did was just you and me, which is basically just three hours of rambling. Yeah, just ra- just inane, directionless nothing. We didn't even have show notes. I think we I talked about two we- things. <laughs> it took like two and a half hours. Um, we there is infinite news in the last couple of months. We cannot do. We cannot cover it all. There's yeah. no possible yeah. way. Um, with, so, with everything that's been going on, a lot has been going on, even just within games. Hundred percent. So, like, I and even the news that ha- like I have on this list, we're only going to be touching on in a lot of cases. So, for people at home, this to get a general idea of what we're going to do this show. Um, last time we promised talking about Final Fantasy VII, we're gonna do that. So that's at the end. At the very end of the show, we're going to talk Final Fantasy VII. I do want to. I do want to. Real quickly, though, if anybody is hoping for like a spoiler casty type of thing, this is not that. No. Because even though it has been out for multiple weeks now, uh, Cynic and I have not, not finished it. <laughs> come close to finishing that game yet. <laughs> but it's always like it's it's kind of cool in its own way because both of us have avoided spoilers. Both of us are at a roughly the same spot in the game, which is like a third into the game. Which is also strange because it's been out multiple weeks and we're still. 
I mean, I roughly mean, around the same area. I mean, to be fair, I played it for three days, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I did as well. <laughs> so, um, so we'll be spoiling to some extent, but just the start of the game. Um, during the show, we might just do real life impressions if we have time. But I, not, I think we'll I think we, it was, we're safe to say because it is based on an original game, you know, mm. a game that came out before. We will spoil up to Wall Market. Yeah. Wall market, which is like not even through disc one, right? Nothing that none, none of this, none, is, none of this is through disc one. None of this is through disc one. Yeah, the big spoiler happens at the end of disc one to give you an idea of the hmm. the length of that game. Okay. Um. Cool. So yeah, FF7 is in the end. Um, we're going to be talking about there has been a lot of really crazy shit happening in the last couple of weeks. We will not be talking about all of it. Um, we will briefly talk about the Last of Us two stuff, but there will be no spoilers on this show. Um. The we will discuss the spoilers and Duran will be stepping out for that segment. But aside from that, uh, we're just going to be focusing on the major, the big header news that we didn't talk about last time, which happened since last time. So we're talking about the specs for both consoles came out, the PS5 controller was shown, E3 was cancelled, and then fucking random shits happening with Jeff Keighley that I don't understand. <laughs> and we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> and then we'll talk about games. So that's the show. All right. So it's news. Games, Final Fantasy VII. That's the show. All right. And with that, I've got a list here. We actually have shown us this time. I'm proud of myself. I did it half an hour before the show started. The first thing I have on this news segment is something that I'll cover very quickly and not go into detail on, which is both new consoles have now released their specifications since, since we last talked. All I want to know from the guys on around the proverbial table is A, were you impressed or like what were your general impressions? And B, are you interested in the consoles? So whoever wants to go first can. No. Very thoughtful answers from you, noob. I haven't looked at the specs and I don't care. And I don't think I ever will. Okay. Does that's, it that's, really that's matter what system you're gaming on? And like with the Xbox Live Pass or whatever for PC? At least on the Xbox PC side, like it literally doesn't matter where you play your games. I, yeah, I, I don't I, understand why I would like other than to play on a big TV. I couldn't but disagree more. I, not I, because I, could, I don't think it matters anymore. No, yeah, I couldn't disagree more. Not not because of like I I agree that it doesn't matter where you play your games on going forward, but I am I am so bullish or boorish on the fact that the specs of these consoles mattered because it defines what next gen is, which is will be the minimum standard for the big games going forward. And like it makes a, a big difference on even like what you expect out of your PC games. Exactly. Oh, no, for sure. But things. from from a pers- like a perspective of like, do I care about? Oh yeah, which one, one you're going to buy or whatever? Then then just up to and the and, and the right. sad part is I don't even think I care about how like high tech my games are anymore. I just want to play games that I've been playing for the last 10 oh, years. Yeah, yeah. Just like, looking at your fucking games list, yes. Like, I, I, yeah. I didn't even know why I asked you. <laughs> your games list could all be played on last generation. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> Probably. Like on my on my ultralight, on my Intel dedicated... PS, PS3 could run, I think, at least Guild Wars 1. I don't know about Guild Wars 2. Probably not Bannerlord. Probably, yeah. No, we'll Bannerlord. But I think on the um, list settings, you could probably run Bannerlord. So, so I, I've been kind of thinking about this because, again, I've I've had some time to let my mind wander, um, and the like. I remember when we talked about this last time, Cynic. Um, a general conclusion we kind of came to is like they're they're sort of going to be the same system. Like it's going to come down more to like services than it is like which one's the more powerful. Yeah, services um, and games. 
but I, after thinking about it for a bit, I I actually think these systems are going to be more different than mm. we're giving them credit for. Yeah, especially with that hard drive difference, which is I really think, interesting. Yeah, I think that I think the PlayStation Fives, and again, mostly it's going to matter for. I mean, really, it's only going to matter for single or uh, uh, first party. Yeah. Um, but I think that that SSD they have and what their expectations are for that SSD and specifically what it can do to change the way those games are developed is going to make a big difference um, for those games. Again, third party, it's not going to matter because third party mm-hmm. always has to build for the, for the lowest common denominator, which in this case is going to be actually PC for yeah, a while PC and for a while. eventually Xbox Series X. Hmm. Um, but you don't buy a system for the third party games. No. Cause you know, they're coming everywhere. Most mostly. Um, but if you're looking for like, which one is going to have the more compelling single or uh, first party games with what it sounds like. And again, right now it sounds like, cause we haven't seen anything yet. Um, but from what it sounds like they might be possibly capable of doing with the PlayStation five, that seems like the more compelling option between the two. Yeah, it's it's just, definitely... just like like fu- fundamental things like you know get, not having the walk and talks anymore, not having the narrow corridors with winding turns uh, needed for the hidden loading screens, like that stuff like not exist. Like it literally changes the way those games are designed. Yeah, I, I, and I like really like the stuff like um they'll have to go from having a loading screen when you teleport to maybe a lagging screen when you teleport just so it's not too jarring like stuff like that is a right. fundamental difference to how we think about games and that's is only possible if your ssd is fast enough like your ssd yeah. has to be essentially as fast as ram to get that and way. then even also like even beyond the game side of it, it still comes down to the ssd because they're even taking different approaches to that where mm. the xbox is 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 releasing a proprietary ssd cartridge that you have to buy from them yeah to update um your your storage Sony isn't doing that, but they're only going to like green light the best of the best in order to get like the speeds that are required. Yeah, they have a minimum their spec. SSD to run. And even then, like only one or two of those even exist right now. Yeah. And, and, so, like and, down the line, it'll be great for Sony. Oh, yeah. You, you'll have all these options. You'll, you'll be able to buy it just from the, you know, off Amazon or whatever. But like at launch, it's not going to be and they're going to be super fucking expensive. It's going to be a really weird transfer. Like, OK, well, first and foremost, I'm going to keep my PS4 um, probably. Just, just in terms of, unless the games are actually upgraded on PS5, which I don't know if is actually is legit confirmed. Um, I know they'll be compatible, but whether they, whether they'll be substantially upgraded, I don't know. So, yeah, they, they talked about like first party stuff and like a boost mode kind of thing. Yeah, but like for Persona Five, I don't need a boost yeah. mode. <laughs> like it's like whatever. Oh, don't worry, they'll probably re-release it again. Oh, dude, I'll buy it again. Whatever, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That, but then, then it's. I will I will use my PS5 for PS5 games because 825 gigs is not much. Like that's that's my main thing. Like I'm, yeah, that, that's like four. Especially games. given they have like they have not proven themselves on the network side of things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because um, the like again talking about that storage speed. And I don't want to dwell on this too long, but um, the whole idea of games are currently really massive because they have to duplicate data because they have to spread across over multiple disks on the platter of the fucking internal hard drive so they actually organize the data to be that way to be accessible really quickly from any point on the hard drive so that's part of why games are big right now plus the additional layer of um the compression algorithms 
having to be simple because the processes aren't fast enough. So those two I don't know how much I, I don't know how much that's going to matter though because we're also like like yes you're right in terms of that like you know that mailbox will only need to be on there one time hmm. but we're also going to like native 4K yeah native pictures. 4K or 8K so, like, mailboxes <laughs> file sizes are not actually going to get smaller compression if might anything, be they're just going to get bigger I I reckon compression will be a large part of it they'll get they'll definitely get bigger that's just how the world works but um considering that the consoles do only have 800 gigs on them i wouldn't be surprised they cap out like 200 250 gigs for a game um which is two and a half times the size of what they are now but i think i think i think what's gonna happen is like they're not gonna get smaller but they're gonna get bigger slower yes they're gonna get bigger slower which i think is good that's fine um definitely God, I fucking hope it's not 250 gigs per game. It's gonna. I mean, we're already over 100 now, and that's with 1080p textures. I have, I literally have, (laughs) what, like five SSDs, and they're almost all full. Retarded. And see above when I said the consoles matter. (laughs) How how many games do you have installed, noob? Your games are like they're they're not games. He's not Air Lord. No, see, what Thurb's talking about, I have a 10 gigabyte or 10 terabyte external for what Thurb's talking about. But for for games, I probably I don't like like I I guess I shouldn't have a lot of games installed because I have like gigabit. Like, what's the point of install keeping all your games installed? But that's kind of what I told myself when I built this computer. I I, like I I need I need to let go five minutes to download everything. (laughs) You anyway. Thurbleton, before we round out this topic, <laughs> were you impressed by the by the consoles, um, and are you interested in them? Um, it, I was I was like impressed in that like they're both doing their best to try and get like put a good uh, foot forward on the next generation kind of thing. Uh, they're basically no one's doing anything wrong. They're yeah. not saying something oh, maybe the price. Closed. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, uh, but. Honestly, like I, I'm not a couch playing gamer. Mm. Uh, I guess like it's it's very much sit in front of a desk. Like it, it's I don't know mm. a way in which I'd be able to like I'm a PC gamer basically. Yeah, fair. PC gamer yeah. for life. Yeah, and I'm I'm a uh, cons- well, not even a couch console gamer. I'm a couch gamer. Like I play PC games on the couch. You know, so it's like it's it's just a it's a different strokes for different folks kind of thing. But that's good. See, yeah. like, like, like having, you know, just upgraded my computer this year, like you would think I would kind of be in that same boat as well. But like for me personally, one, I, I do generally like Sony's first party stuff. So I, I would probably get that just for that. Yeah. But more specifically, like what I like about it is like, I can look at these systems and again, because they always build for the lowest common denominator. I can look, look at these systems and, and be like, and kind of expect like, okay, this is where gaming is going even for RPC games over the next, you know, three, you know, two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the things I'm actually excited about with these consoles is like that early on, they have both like embraced and and confirmed like, yes, we are doing art. We are doing ray tracing. Yeah. Like, ray tracing is like, it is going to be a thing going forward now, mm-hmm. which is great. Like given the few experiences I've had with it, I think that's actually going to be the bigger difference for making games look better than fucking 4k textures 8k textures yeah no, the, the texture whatever work, other bullshit they're they're doing like looking final fantasy 7 aside from fucking random textures every now and then like flowers for some reason but uh, it is unreal ter- or unreal engine so you're gonna have pop and it's gonna happen yeah what the fuck no but there's some say- scenes that the whole scene plays out <laughs> and the shitty textures 
for the thing you're focused on on screen. Um, but anyway, no, it's aside from that, the textures are fine where they are right now. It's just a case of like how big is the crowds, how many character models are on screen, like uh, all that kind of stuff that I really am looking forward to. Plus ray tracing, that's yeah. gonna be a huge deal going forward. Um, yeah, you, could you could you imagine Final Fantasy VII remake with ray tracing? Oh my god. Oh my god, <laughs> that game! Like that is already, well, and we'll get to that. But like that is already one of the most visually impressive games, I think, of the generation. Yeah, it's. I would say just we'll get there when we get there. Yes, it is. I, I will on surface. I will absolutely agree, and with a couple of stipulations. All right. With that, um, aside from the actual consoles themselves, oh sorry, and, and my impressions were I fucking loved it. Um, I love that both are shooting for the moon. I don't care about the price because I am in a very good spot financially, and um, the I'm only going to buy the PlayStation because the Xbox doesn't look like I will need it. I think my PC will do fine. Um, with that, because because it's SSD isn't future tech; it's just slightly faster than normal, um, which is whatever. All right, with that, the PS5 controller was shown. Duran, you liked it. I was kind of mixed. I think it was a pretty. Good I didn't one. hate it. Yeah, um, it's not not a big thing. I just want to. Did you like it? Did you? Or do you not know? Numerama, have you seen it? Do you care? Yeah, it's like an awesome Mad Cats controller from two thousand three. A hundred percent. It is like an awesome Mad Cats controller. Thurbleton. It's very Warframe. That is a good way of putting it. I don't know. Like, I've seen mock-ups of it in all black. And I was like, okay, yeah, they probably should have gone that direction. It's very Detroit Become Human. Yes. It's it's like, um, I think some people call it futuristic. And some people say it's what everyone thinks futuristic looks like, but kind of looks mundane because everyone thinks futuristic looks like that and i was like is, okay but it's like futuristic from 2005 yeah, yeah I was gonna say, like is this our version of like the the alien future tech kind of thing uh, <laughs> like the 70s and the 80s yeah i mean if uh, what was it alien literally aliens if you look at the aesthetic of the interiors that's what this was like it's like a white kind of bubbly kind of curved interiors but i don't know i liked it i, I think it's I prefer I prefer the mock-ups. Almost every mock-up I've seen has been better looking than the actual controller because the two-tone design is is kind of cool. When you slap the original PS1 colors on there, it looks fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. But we'll see what we we see. That is it. nice of Sony to hire people coming out of Koba's 2005 to design their. Okay, moving on. We've got uh, E3 20. 20 has been canned as far as i'm concerned like they were, they were thinking about doing it online and they just scrapped that as well um that's another piece of news that happened recently i'm gonna miss it but i think it was inevitable given fucking covid19 so i was like oh, oh yeah yeah so fucking sure okay um the more interesting news out of that however to some degree is two separate competing things named almost the same thing taking its place <laughs> We've got IGN's Summer of Games and Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. Sponsored by Doritos and Mountain. You know, honestly, I don't know if you're actually joking or not. No, that's the official names of these things. I will link to the audience. No, 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 no. I, I mean, Noob saying that it's it's sponsored by Doritos oh, and right. Mountain Dew. Also, I'm also legitimately going either way. Heir to the Doritos, the Doritos Empire. He should just lean into it, man. If they're going to give him money, take it. Let's take it. So, um, have you guys heard of these before, or do we have to go into what they are? I, I, 
because it's the news segment, I feel like we should at least say what the fuck's going on. E3, everyone knows um, it's been canned because of COVID-19. They were planning to do it online. They canceled. So when they canceled, about a week later, um, IGN came out and essentially talked to a bunch of developers. I think Square Enix and a couple other big ones are on the list. Uh, I have the list. 2K, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google Stadia, Twitter, Devolver Digital, THQ Nordic. So I'm going to go ahead and predict before reading the other list that IGN's is going to have like 50 viewers. Uh, no, that, that was IGN's. That first, the list you just lit up. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. That that right. that's IGN's list. That's oh, all they have. Do you think you, they have, have Twitter, Amazon, and Google? I I'm going to be there just for Square, man. I'm going to be there for Square. I'm going to be there for maybe THQ and definitely Sega. Those three. The rest can whatever. Actually, Bandai. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, but the rest. So here's here's yeah. the 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 Dorito sponsored one. Two K, Activision, Bandai Namco, okay. Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extremes, EA, PlayStation, Private Division, Riot Games, Steam, Square Enix, Warner Brothers, and Xbox. I'm gonna go ahead and say okay. you know that Doritos money has really paid off <laughs> in getting the better list. Are they literally happening at the exact same time? Uh, I mean, I hope they are because so that would be hilarious. The Jeff Keighley one, as it says there, is a four-month-long kind of rolling thing. The IGN one sounds like an E3 replacement kind of thing, which is like a it's like a couple of days of press conferences before and after shows and that kind of deal. Um, so they're a bit different, but as New pointed out, there's a bit of overlap, but there's also people who are in one who are not in the other. For example, PlayStation and Xbox are both in the Jeff Keighley one, not in the IGN one. Um, yeah, I, but IGN one has Twitter, though. So it's true. Who's the real winner? I mean, I mean, let's be clear. IGN's going to do very well in terms of viewership when it happens. Like, we're all going to watch it. I'm going to watch it anyway. I'm going to watch any live stupid shit you got because I'm bored. If they're but, not having it at the same time, yeah, I'll watch theirs. Yeah, um, but like, as to like the Jeff one, he specifically says, at least if I read it correctly, that it's not going to be live conferences. It's not going to be. 5,000 viewers in a stadium kind of thing. It's going to be just a rolling kind of different series of digital products and events, such as demos that go out and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a bit different um, to the classic thing, which is interesting. It's, it feels like that's he's been his vision for a while is to involve the viewer at home in the announcements of E3. Personally, that's never what I really wanted. I just wanted the dreams. I just want the hashtag E3 dreams, but I don't. I didn't need to play the demos, but uh, I don't know. Actually, I I really liked when they did that last time for mm. the Game Awards. Yeah, and that's a cool thing. And and that's I he had mentioned before, like before E three got canceled, that like that's something he would like to have seen it go to is like bring that to the people, like let the people play the games that would be at E three. Fuck you in your Persona Five background. It's fuck you in your Persona Five background. Um, <laughs> it's wondering how long you take you to notice. <laughs> The yeah, so it's, I th- I can see it both ways because like the whole thing of oh yeah, you're already making these demos, and for the ones that aren't totally broken and need a developer there to fucking handhold you, it'd be really cool to have the people play at home, um, and like have it limited time, put some fucking content restrictions on it or whatever warnings that say it's broken, but let people at home play it so they can actually make up their own decisions. But um, it's I mean, people release broken games all the time. It's called early access on Steam. It's so. true. <laughs> this is just not more of that, I play so. Bless Online. People release broken games. <laughs> um, Thobleton Noob, do you guys care? Or Five you- Bless Online players out there got that joke. 
Are, are you interested in these events and which ones will you be digitally attending? I'll probably read about it after it happens. <laughs> that was then point at the camera. <laughs> uh, very much. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, let's see which ones are the ones I actually want to pay attention to, I guess. I mean, uh, what, what I have enjoyed with these like E3, uh, it, it, it's really even less uh, E3. It's the uh, indie game conference that happens like along with it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll try and like keep track of any games I think are interesting, but not usually the big AAA third party stuff. Okay, cool. All right. And there you go. With that, like, personally, yeah, I'm I'm on board 100%. Both of these, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to download demos and stuff because I just don't. For a game I really care about, I'll probably just stay blackout until release. Um, I'm curious because it's rolls for four months for the Keeley thing, especially if it's starting mid-year. That's getting into t- console launch territory. I'm curious how much of the launch games for the new consoles will be debuting in his thing. That's what I'm curious well, about. I, I don't, and going back to the demos, I'll be curious to see like who releases demos because like they've done things like this in the past. Mm. Um, in fact, actually, Steam just recently, I think it's over now, the Ludo Narrative Con um, thing they were doing on Steam, where like it was very much like a, a game festival thing of like rather than having the convention, like they're doing this through Steam, and they and a whole bunch of these developers released like timed timed demos or whatever, okay. like they're good until this day or whatever. But it's always been like indie studios doing this stuff so i'll be curious to see like if any of the bigger studios are actually going to put out demos for their big games like you know will square enix put out a demo for uh whatever the fuck uh avengers is Mm. for everyone to play or are they like i think they are too scared to put that out and they're just gonna wait and hope to god that the name will (laughs) carry enough to to sell i think it's like it's going to be it won't it'll be totally case by case it'll have to be because so many games only come together in the last two months or whatever you know like well it like, just takes all the extra time to make that demo so like if they yeah. didn't already have one being made for e3 mm-hmm. they're probably not gonna take the time to do so for jeff Keeley. yeah um but i bet a bunch of indie de- indie games will be like the exact right people to put out demos and stuff yeah they're upcoming um, but yeah, there you go. That's that's what's happening in the E3 space. Uh, in terms of, I, I will a hundred percent miss taking a week off, vegging at home, and watching E3. Um, hopefully, I don't care which conference set it is or who runs the event, IGN, fucking ESA. I don't care. But I hope that comes back next year. Like I want, I want that back. It was good to have gaming Christmas. Um, but did we need it? No. Like we didn't necessarily need it. So it was just good to have. It was something I will miss. Um, hopefully he's back. So with that, that is the E3 stuff. Um, the second last news topic we've got for the day is this weird RTX voice thing, which I haven't tried out. I don't know who put it on here, but I'm assuming it's Durin. Um, is it, in fact, black magic fuckery? It yeah, is actually, in fact, black this, magic actually. fuckery. Um, okay, you two talked over each other, and that means we, we should have used RTX voice. We fucked up. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> <laughs> So what is it? I, I have some, What I, is it? it? It's it's basically uh, it uses it uses AI to smartly remove background sound um, from your microphone. So like I have a mechanical keyboard, and so if I'm typing, you will hear me typing on the mic right now. Right. Yeah. With RTX turned on, and I have thoroughly tested this, uh, you would hear nothing while I'm typing while I'm talking. Wow. Nothing at all. Not a damn thing. Wow. Um, 
there's a YouTube channel. I, one of their sub YouTube channels, but uh, Linus Tech Tips, they're one of their sub YouTube channels did a test on this. Dude had like a loud ass fan blowing behind him. Some guy like like smacking on shit, and another guy blowing like an air horn behind him <laughs> while he was talking into the mic, and none of it came through. That's cool. Like his audio quality wasn't great because it was like his his volume was like, kind of fluctuating as it was trying to okay pull that stuff out. So it wasn't like amazing, but it's also in beta, so it's still kind of amazing that it worked as well as it did. That is so cool because it's essentially just using dig- digital signal processing tools on live audio and accelerated by a graphics card because it's just right because it's like a so the other interesting thing is like i can also i can also use it to remove your background noise oh okay so if you are typing and i can hear you like i can hear noob typing right now i could actually it would actually remove his typing from what i can hear that's really okay that's interesting wait so how does it actually work does it become two audio like devices that you can then use as default so basically it's a super simple uh, program it's like a one screen program um and essentially what it does it, it, what it seems to do is it it becomes its own its own sound device yep so you set it as the sound device and then on the program itself you tell it what your sound devices are so I think what it's doing is it's taking it's it's processing all your sound through the program mm-hmm and then spitting it back out to those devices. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So the the it, so like as far as Windows c- is concerned, RTX voice is my speakers. Uh, okay. Wait. So does so in Windows, if you were to like um, set your default audio device, is your default audio device still the original device, or is it RTX voice? Blah 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 blah. RTX voice output or whatever. Um, in terms of of, of like setting default, I don't know, but like the one you are using. Yeah. is going to be RTX voice. Okay, yeah, cool. So what, what actually will happen is like it'll be a, R- RTX voice is your, your selected uh, sound device. Yeah. And when you look down to your volume down there on the toolbar, it'll actually show as muted. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, you have, So that's the one downside to it is like, like volume control can be a little, little bit of a pain. Okay. Because you don't have volume control from there. Oh, okay. So this sounds like this programs sounds like... would have the volume control. So it, it very much like it seems like it is literally yeah. just taking your sound and like processing it through that, and then just spitting it back out. Right. Again. Yes. And this that sounds like something that'll probably change in the be- in like post beta or whatever is to make it like probably yeah. But like for like for instance, like like one thing I've noticed is when I'm not using it, like when I when I don't need to be using it, I actually have to close the program and and change it because it does lower my overall sound quality, mm. like coming to my headphones. Right. Um, I noticed when I was I was playing a game and like things were blowing out when they shouldn't have been. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's not perfect, but again, like they actually from from what I gather, they did not anticipate or did not intend on releasing it right now. It was still very much in like an early beta phase, but because of everything going on and people having to like do conference calls from home and all that kind of stuff, like they kind of released it as like you know this could be helpful for people right now who. Yeah, or maybe you know have their kids in the background or whatever playing and stuff, and it'll drown that stuff out to make the conference call more bearable. For them. It's, a, it's a, <clears throat> sounds like win-win marketing. So they they get the exposure and the yeah. user, user base immediately, but people also get helped out because blah blah blah. Um, totally, yeah. So wait, the only question I really have aside from this is: Does it work only on NVIDIA cards, or is this just it a- only works on RTX cards? Oh wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. It requires the power of the RTX cards right. to do. Use the tensor cores, the AI tensor cores, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. 
because um, they just they work a bit differently than their math works a bit differently than other shit. So yeah, that, that's that's cool. I like it. And, and the in terms of importance, like it's not may not be the fucking most important thing in the world because like streamers out there or whatever. If you're if you're making money doing it already, you've probably invested in things like sound dampening. But for everybody else, like yeah, Overwatch. somebody who plays a lot of Overwatch with friends with a yeah. clicky keyboard, they very much appreciated when this came out. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like if and if if you can do it, there's a good argument to say that you probably should do it if if you haven't got a decent audio setup already. Like if if you if you don't have a good microphone and you know that your mom's shouting in the background every time you fucking play online, maybe you should enable. <laughs> <laughs> get it and yeah. enable I do, it. I do have one major problem mm-hmm. with the thing. Why is it called RTX? It's, because it uses your RTX card. Yeah. But does but is it ray traced audio? Is that what no, it is? No, it's RTX not ray traced audio. Ray traced. Yeah, it's no, not RTX ray traced. Is not but, ray traced. Can, but here's the interesting part is you, you can now enable it on your GTX card. Oh, good. Turns good. out that that was just done by NVIDIA. So that's fair. Uh, that's I'm not surprised because that's kind of how NVIDIA rolls. Except I think that noob is actually just fucking with you because that's what they do with ray tracing. Ray tracing is also something they you can do no, he, either on. That's what I'm saying. I think maybe just fucking with you because NVIDIA said ray tracing was only RTX, and then it turned out that yes. wasn't the case. It's, I mean, it's yeah, that's, just that's, all a marketing. That's why I said like that's why NVIDIA is that's what NVIDIA does. But that's not to say that you don't get a significant performance advantage or lack of performance right well, like what i'm saying is like noob does not actually have any information saying that this does not require an rtx card oh, no it does i think I've seen no it video. doesn't it doesn't no yeah, you can I've do it without video. an rtx card i remember seeing digital has that actually been confirmed uh, yeah the, it's a workaround essentially that's actually yeah, good no, that, that, that means more people can use it that's yeah awesome. people can use it which is cool um, people are doing it with the 1000 i have i have a friend who i play D with that i am going to contact him then and find out what card he has yeah i'm pretty sure it's gamers nexus that did the tests that sounds right because they're good, and I'm pretty sure it was them. They would be the ones to do it, yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, so that was the RTX stuff. So yes, if you want some AI-powered, um, which AI is a bit of a buzzword, but it is AI-powered, AI-powered noise cancellation on your audio when talking to friends or playing shit online, check out RTX Voice. And with that, we're moving into the final news topic of the day. Um, Nubarama was very excited to talk about this, even though I, I'm, I'm now saying no spoilers, and I think we, we wanted to talk spoilers, but we probably shouldn't, so it's not the best thing. Um, Duran, do you want to step out for the Last of Us discussion? We're not going to talk spoilers, but we are going to talk impressions. Um, I mean, really, has your impression changed that much since last time we talked? Um, Yes. Since the last time we talked, yes. Not not this morning, but since the last time we talked, no, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, if we're if we're talking like literally no spoilers whatsoever, yeah, no nothing, spoilers. nothing, no nothing spoilers. from anything that's been released in the last few months, no, then that's fine. All right, cool. So, um, the so the news topic is that Naughty Dog, um, Naughty Dog had a leaker. I don't know if like how there's a lot of stuff that is conflicting information regarding who and why this happened. Um, Sony's come out saying they've caught the people and they were not associated with Naughty Dog. However, there's very many arguments to suggest that that is not true. Um, but either way, it doesn't really matter. The point was Naughty Dog and the last, specifically the team working on The Last of Us had a leaker who leaked um, key cutscenes from the from the game and also the entire plot synopsis um, in, a, in dot point form, essentially from start to 90%. Which is kind of interesting because 
yeah, I don't know why there's a lot like them not including last ten percent leaves it open for people who are hopeful about the game's outcome, right? Um, so it's like there's arguments on all sides of these, um, but either way, so there was a leak. All the Last of Us two, two details are out there except for the very end of the game. Um, the I just wanted to put that in up front here because yeah, for people at home, if you're worried about the Last of Us two or if you're curious about Last of Us two and don't care about spoilers, they're out there. Just to let you know that um, this is going to be uh, what we're going to talk, discuss on this podcast though is kind of just like our impressions of this event. Like what are our thoughts were of coming out from this event. Um, I don't really like this, especially because a lot of it's in the past now with the people supposedly being caught. I don't, there's no really reason, a large reason for me to go do a blow by blow here. But um, I think Noob, um, as a person who you don't really care about, well, you never played The Last of Us. No, I never right? played Last of Us. I'm yeah. never going to play it. But yeah. I just read it and I'm like, ah, this going to be. Yeah. I would, it, it was an interesting thing, right? Because like you wake up. Um, I don't know. No, I, was, I wasn't waking up. I was like in the middle of Persona 5. And it was like, I opened up my phone and suddenly there was like all these warnings from a bunch of YouTubers of, hey guys, there's fucking Last of Us 2 spoilers out there. Be careful. Don't get everything. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Close that again. Go back to Persona 5. That was it. That was my only impression. <laughs> At least initially. Um, Durpleton and, and Duran, did, did you guys, like, how, what were your impressions when this first happened? Like, did you just go straight into your bunker or, or what's the deal? Uh, I didn't go into my bunker. I, it was kind of similar to yours. I wasn't like, I was just going through the news sites and it's like, oh, it's someone spoiled it. Okay. Well, I won't read that like headline and then just mm. move. Got on. Yeah. Cool. But I guess I didn't realize it was as big a spoiler. Like basically it sounds like they just spoiled it. Like they just said, here's the entire story of the game. Yes. They, they in dot point form. Well, no, because the ending's not there, which means there's, it's very possible that large other segments are not there. We don't know how complete this is, but we do know what he did, or they did show, also was backed by video evidence. So we know it's true, but we don't know what, how, how complete the outcome that they said was. So, Duren? So, apparently there was... Uh, an initial leak like a couple months ago i guess yes. yeah there was uh someone claimed so to be like, the wife or something of one of the developers um who so like yeah I, I found out about that one when this thing happened oh okay yep so i kind of similar to third except I, even less so like i saw i think like a reddit post about it right. like literally just the title of it right and just kind of moved on okay yeah cool because I have no desires whatsoever to be spoiled by any of it anyway. Right. And so, and, and, and the way I take it, you're a media blackout. Like, you just don't want to know or whatever, right? I mean, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's kind of like when Final Fantasy VII got uh, spoiled early. Like, at that point, I just media blackout the entire game because oh, I'm not yeah. taking any chances when I mean, they're literally talking about the end of the game before it ever came out. Yeah. So, um, so... With that, I just wanted I, I wanted a minute here. Like the only reason I want to bring this topic up is to warn people at home, tell people what happened, give people our general impressions. Um, my general impression is it's a fucking dirty, murky, gross scenario from every angle. Um, not in terms of um, the spoilers themselves, because those I'll leave up to the individual person's uh, opinion as to, and we'll get into that in a second here because I, I do want to talk about that. Um, not the spoilers, but like how to approach spoilers um but in terms of the situation with uh rumors 
in every direction regarding Naughty Dog, rumors in every direction regarding motives as to whether this was due to a pay dispute, was due to poor working conditions. Um, the actual uh, leaks themselves, some of the reactions have been um, poor, not because of the nature of the leaks, but because of what they say about some characters involved. So you get some pretty skeezy parts of the internet on all sides of things. Um, for example, uh, people criticizing female characters on one side for no reason on one side and people calling everyone who has criticism sexist on the other side. And both those perspectives are wrong. Like it's, it, it's just, it's just a fucking drain, like a circling drain of pretty gross shit all around this stuff. And it's um, sad to see that happen around a game I was looking forward to a while ago. Like I wasn't always looking forward to it. Um, but for a long time, I was looking forward to it. So it's pretty Do sad. You look to forward see to it now, Sinai? So, yeah, I think that's the important thing I wanted to, to put out there is that from my perspective, um, I think I talked about it a while ago, I was I had my doubts regarding the story of this game from what they showed pre-release. Um, I When I heard about The Last of Us 2, I wanted more Joel. Because... I think I talked about this when we did like Game of the Generation stuff a long time ago, but I was in The Last of Us for Joel. That's that was that's me. Like I'm a Joel guy. Like I liked Ellie. Ellie was a cool character. Um, she was important, but that game was Ellie and Joel. It was not either of them, and I don't think either of them could have stood on their own because the whole point was they played off one another. Um, in fact, the I think in the year we had Last of Us in our Game of the Year discussions, um, we did, neither of them won Character of the Year because both of them required the other to be as good as they were. To be fair, they were the best probably thing a long time running. But um, yeah, on their own, that wasn't thing. So when all the pre-released footage came out and we only saw like Joel twice, once in the launch trailer and once in the re- the release announcement trailer, the only two times we've seen Joel, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this game. Because if there's no Joel in this, I'm out. Um, I will not say whether the spoilers talk about how much Joel there is in this game. But um, because of those doubts and the fact that a lot of people who I trusted in games journal, not games journal, games YouTubing, let's just say, um, they were spoiled against their will. So a lot of those people were spoiled against their will. And, I, and because of people being spoiled, spoiled against their will being so bullshit is why I'm not doing it here. But those people were spoiled against their will and then went on to said they were happy they were spoiled because they hated the story. And so because they had those reactions, I was like, whoa, okay, people actually give a shit about didn't like the story, so I'm going to read it for myself because I was already having questions. So I read the story myself, um, had a look at the plot synopsis, and yeah, I'm not buying that game. But again... Everyone has a different fucking threshold for what they're interested in. It was not what I was interested in. But I won't say why or what drove me to that. So, yeah. They made they make some interesting narrative choices, is what I'll say. Interesting. Interesting narrative choices, yeah. Um, they go... It, it's... it's Yeah, it's, it's a curious game. It's a very... It's going to be very divisive when it comes out. Um, I don't know if it's going to do poorly... For example, I did watch all, and this is something I will say, I, despite hating what they did with the story, and that's that's 
fact i hate what they did with story but beside aside from that um when i watched the cutscenes, the leaked cutscenes, i will have to say that naughty dog is still fucking number one they're gonna be number one for a long fucking time because even though i hated what i was seeing they were fucking incredible <laughs> like holy shit like the acting was on point the music was on point like the back like this is there's a shot and this is not a spoiler with two characters in the middle of a field and the camera zooms in through the field to those new characters in like that slow kind of creeping establishing shot way. I was like, fuck, man, this is better than most movies do an establishing shot. Fuck you, Naughty Dog. Like, holy shit, they are so good. Every part of the thing I saw, I was like, damn it. Like, if, I, if you're open to a really interesting story that subverts expectations in a lot of ways, I bet you will fucking love this game. I think, I bet God damn it, Sonic. I didn't know there was a field. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a field of grass. It was a field of grass. Son and of a was... bitch. <laughs> and it was like a kind now of like. You, now, a... You just, now you just confirmed the big boss is not in this game. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, it is incredible. Like, the music was goddamn amazing. Like, it's. I don't know if it's Carlos Centolia again. I'm not sure. Um, or, and I also don't remember how to say his last name. But um, I'm pretty sure it is. It sounded like it. And it was still God tier um like everything i saw was like this is if i didn't hate this story i would have loved this game um and that's that's kind of where i'm at at the moment which brings me to the actual question um so i think it's fair to say that going media block blackout blackout is a good response to the modern period of games leaks because and what i'll point to is um and, and, and the reason I wanted to have discussions is I wanted to point to previous examples of this. So specifically, Bioshock Infinite is one where before the game came out, people were talking about how Booker was Comstock. Sorry for spoiling that. <laughs> if you have played fucking Bioshock Infinite, I apologize. I should have, I should have said that before I said it, but fuck it, whatever. Um, Booker is Comstock came out uh, pretty early on. And for the people who heard that, um they a lot of the reaction was um oh fuck that's a cool reveal i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry that was spoiled for me that's bullshit for me i read that in a forum somewhere and i didn't know who either character was so i it meant nothing to me so because i hadn't started the game yet so i was like oh whatever and i forgot about it and i didn't think about it again until i finished the game but for the people who were spoiled on that um the reaction was generally oh fuck that's lame you, you spoiled that for me same with um something like snape kills Dun- dumbledore when that came out, that was like a so legit... To be fair, this is literally the first time I've had that confirmed for me. I still have not finished those books. Uh, really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. They... Snape kills Dumbledore. I'm Son sorry. Of a bitch. <laughs> Snape kills the Dumbledore. The closest close I've heard to that being confirmed in some way was people saying Dumbledore dies, but it was always in like a snarky manner. So I literally sure. did not know that any of that was actually true. Okay, no, it's one hundred percent true. But the way it happened, the way it happens matters, and it happens well. That's the thing. So it, like, it's still worth like it's th- yeah. that is the thing of like, oh, it's a spoiler, but it's still worth experiencing the story because the story is it's surface level. To be fair, like when I was reading those books, had that been spoiled for me, I'd have been a lot more angry about it. Mm. Uh, this far out. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's, it's a long, uh, yeah I'm, le- I'm I'm more distanced from that stuff, right? And, and so, like, eh? and it's like, um, what's his face? Uh, Vader is Luke's father. 
you know? It's like, at the time, if you're shouting that out in theaters, you were a dickhead. Because that was the best point, moment of that game. Um, and, and movie. It's, movie, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, and so, like, <laughs> when, I, when I look through spoilers of the past, I mean, it is really... It's, it's this weird, complicated thing. Because some games can be spoiled because they, ha- they lean on their big reveals. I think the last of us one so, couldn't be spoiled. Not but really. here, here's the thing: is I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's more a difference in era of spoilers. Hmm. Because with like back before the internet was the internet, the internet was as as we know it now. Yeah, a spoiler was basically that. It was it was it was you spoiled the stinger. Yeah, that yeah. was what you spoiled. Yeah, it was harder to to propagate like. A synopsis of a movie mm-hmm. and spoil that out. You like know, the spread whole that out and fucking that a whole like bunch of different people. Three page long dot point list. Right. Whereas now <laughs> it's literally like five minutes on Reddit and you can spoil an entire video game. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, it's, so it's and like, I think that's that's more what it comes down to. Like like the spoilers for The Last of Us. Like he literally was able to bullet point yeah. out the game. Yeah, the whole game. But even even as recently as when when Bioshock Infinite came out, like. That wasn't really a thing then. I mean, no. And and also, like, it wasn't all pervasive. Like, it's it feels like now there's a weird spoiler kind of movement of, like, the moment there's a spoiler, it suddenly has to spread. It's not like it, people don't stamp it out or, like, make it go That's away. It's because every fucking publicate, games publication is going to pick it up. And sure. Well, it's, and so it's, co- it's a combination of that and, like... It's 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 more of, like, like, the social media world that we live in now. Like, everybody mm. wants that online that that karma they want that that you know the online cred (laughs) of like if i spoil this thing people will know my oh yeah internet name and and, and because every publication that that, that picks this up they're gonna put they're gonna uh link back or or credit to my thread so i people will know who i am so i'm gonna spoil this shit that that happens because because those so the ones i pointed out first were the the cases where um i would think that the spoiler came out, but the actual execution in the game or movie was so good that it didn't matter. Like, if I was spoiled, even though I didn't, I was too young for this. If I was spoiled that Mufasa dies in The Lion King, I would have still cried like a fucking baby when it happened. I still cry like a baby when fucking Russell Crowe dies in Gladiator. <laughs> and I know how that movie ends. We, we watched it five times. Do we, do we name our podcast episodes? Uh, because I feel like at this point, this one should just be named Spoiler Cast. Spoiler Cast, yeah. Um, <laughs> or the title, the title like of the podcast pop media spoiler cast. Exactly. Um, it should be what happens. But I would say that um, so in recent times, what you had was uh, Star Wars, uh, the Rise of the Skywalker, was completely spoiled weeks before it came so out. So before you go any further, I have not watched that yet. Please don't spoil uh, it. Yeah, okay, fine. fine. I, I'll, I'll try to keep that. The actual spoilers details myself, but um, so that was completely spoiled, and it was very similar to this, where someone just leaked the entire synopsis. Um, the uh, other one was Game of Thrones season eight, so Game of Thrones season eight completely spoiled before it came out, and in those cases, the spoilers were a larger, but the plot issues highlighted by the spoilers in those cases, and and this is kind of where where I'm coming from. Um, before I watched those things, I read the spoilers. Um, and I had a very negative opinion of how those plots would play out. And then when I watched those things going, Hey, it's about execution. No, no, no. It still played out poorly. Cause that's, that was the plot and the plot was bad. Um, in both those cases, I, I would argue that game of Thrones season eight and 
the Rise of the Skywalker have bad plots. Maybe good executions, depending on your getting who you are, how, what your feelings are about those. But plot-wise, then like, um, so it's this weird thing where I'm like, I'm leaning this weird. I'm leaning this weird spot where I'm losing faith in the ability of execution to recover from bad plot, but I can't not make that argument. I think you need to have that door open in your head to go. This sounds like it could be bad, but maybe someone like fucking naughty dog can pull it off like that I, I, well I mean, but it's not but you i think you're conflating like execution to how integral a twist is to the story right like it, sure. it's one thing to say it's ex- execution but like if i told you that will or uh what's his, the guy from die hard could see dead people in the sixth sense like that's <laughs> yeah. the whole point of that movie yeah all, twist, it hinges right? on the one so twist. Here, here's one so here, yeah go ahead all right if if a big portion of of the last of us two is based on kind of not expecting those story events to happen. And that that's very important to, and it's not just how the story events play out, but the fact that those things happen and you're kind of, you know, in, in that shock and that's the important part, then yeah, that's going to be a little bit hmm. more important that it's. Spoiled. So w- without, without, you know, uh, I was talking about what the last of us two spoilers are. Um, an example I'd like to give, does anyone here not know or not what spoiled the ending of Red Dead Redemption One? Uh, no, no, you can you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. For people at home, we're going to spoil the end of Red Dead Redemption One. <laughs> so, if you were to spoil, like, do a a, a bullet point synopsis of mm. the Red Red Dead Redemption One, but leave out the ending of the game. Yeah. Um, to me, as somebody who very much loved that game, you wouldn't really like. Hearing about it, I'd be irritated, but then when I went and played it, I would realize you spoiled nothing. Yeah. Because the ending to that game is the character you've been playing the entire game dies, credits roll, and then you pick up as his son on a revenge plot to kill his father's killers. Which is one of the greatest endings of all time. Probably one of the best endings in video games. Yes. <laughs> um, so without that information... Mm-hmm. None of that synopsis fucking matters. If you talk about, oh, you know, he went and did this, he went down to Mexico, Precisely. he was, you know, hired by the government to do this and that, that's all great, fine, whatever. None of it matters without that ending. Yeah. That whole thing is literally just the whole, the entire game is just designed to make you give a shit about that guy mm-hmm. so that that ending fucking hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so without that, like, there's not really, a, it turns out to not really be a spoiler. Exactly. So, like, again, like, not knowing anything about the spoilers for the last of us it, it it could potentially be that whatever is spoiled in the long term may not matter as much depending on where they go that this these spoilers didn't actually go into yeah and and, and it's potentially um, again i have no idea what the spoilers are <laughs> that's the thing like so i was watching so this is a good youtuber and i i, I want to kind of wrap up this discussion because for for people who know the spoilers this will be might be frustrating. If people who don't know the spoilers, this might be frustrating. I don't know. Don't know how much don't push it. But we'll say there's a cool YouTuber called um, Tyrone Magnus. He doesn't spoil the game either. either. He, but he's read, he's very similar to me. He's read the spoilers. He had the same reaction I did. But um, he's not going to spoil it. So you can watch his videos pretty safely. Um, and uh, he essentially says what you what is my current stance, which is uh, if the reviews come out and they go, hey, yeah, no, these spo- despite the spoilers, it's not what you think it is. There is stuff that happens at the end of this game that make it all come good. This game's fantastic. It's as good as the first one. Go play it. 
I'll go play it. Um, I'll buy it day one or not day one, day, day five or whatever, you know? Um, and that's the thing. So I, I'm leaving the door open for them. And I think that's kind of where I'm, I'm collapsing upon after all of this is because I've heard the arguments on both sides. Um, I think it's the nature of the spoiler and the nature of the plot. If the plot all hinges around one twist, like um, some do, I've heard not a comment. We brought up some earlier in this discussion. Um, yeah, like like Sixth Sense. If, the, if it, like Sixth Sense, if the plot all hinges around that one twist, then yes, you can have a, a game spoiled by a spoiler. But if a plot, first of all, we have not seen spoilers for the ending of Last of Us Two, which could change everything. And we've also, um, yeah, you have to leave the door open for execution because execution fucking matters. Yeah, and especially if you if you go back and look at, look at the Last of Us one. Uh, similarly, if you know that game doesn't have the like twist thing that yeah. happens at the end, like like Red Dead does. Yeah. But if you were to bullet point the Last of Us one, it would look boring. a lot of a, a lot like of a yeah, it, it, it would look like a boring ass game, and yeah. a lot of that just there there wouldn't be the impact there. But when you play the game, the impact is your emotions for those characters. Mm-hmm. Uncharted, and I feel like uh, that is 4. all going to be missing completely from a bullet point spoiler list. Exactly, Uncharted Four is the perfect example. Like it, it is, which is one of the reasons why, no matter what, like negative things people might be saying about the game, like I will yeah. still play it because to me it was it was about the world mm-hmm. and it was about the the characters and how how good the writing was to get me to care about those characters. Right, and none of that can be summed up in a, in in, in, a, in a bullet, bullet list. list. Yeah, and so that's the thing. And with that perspective, I am leaving the door open, but I don't think. From what I read, I don't think it's fixable, but maybe they'll surprise me. And that's why I'm leaving that discussion there. So at the moment, I'm not buying it to answer Noob's question really a long way. Um, but I'm, I'm, I have the door open and I'm very curious. I cannot wait to have the, the post-game discussion with Duran because he's being media blackout, which is good. Stay media blackout. <laughs> Tell me how you feel about the game now, because he went in blind. And that's, that's the last thing I saw on The Last of Us 2 was Video Game Awards. Cool. Yeah, that's gonna be that. That is the discussion I'm looking forward to because, um, yeah, I'm very curious. And that is fucking like just over a month away. That is insane. Fuck, I can't wait to see my prediction reaction. for this game. Real quick, mm-hmm. it's going to be critically praised, but every person who plays it who's not a games writer Reviewer. will hate it. I I, I think it's going to be kind of like um, Lost Jedi and um, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I think I think it's going to be like. 30 to 70 percent love it and the inverse of that fucking despise it <laughs> it's gonna be an no in that's weird that's weird to hear because like last jedi tim i, I was very much in the middle for I've, I've been in the middle for this entire new trilogy wow no i've i've, I, not, I've not thought it was terrible but i've not thought it was like amazing either i haven't watched skywalker because it's not worth my time but last jedi just i hate i despised it despised i watched it. the force awakens the Last Jedi I thought I, th- I thought was fine. Mm-hmm. I've also recently been watching the pre- the prequels as well. So yeah, I, I, I bet it's fine. Like I, I just I just don't care. I, I lost all investment. Turns so. out, like all these years later, the prequels they're fine. Yeah, they're probably fine. They're not as bad as people <laughs> fucking claim them to be. Yeah. No, they're bad movies. They're not fun to watch. I like the they're third just, one. Like objectively, not very. I will good. defend the third one. Forever. Jar Jar is a bad character. Those well, movies no, are not, not bad. I'm movies. not saying like they ruin Star Wars. I'm just saying like they're not fun movies to watch. They're boring. I don't know. I don't know. The third but, one was good. But eighty. The second, the second the one critic. was rough. Yeah, the, the second, second one, was one was rough. We can all agree that the second one's the worst. 
yeah, I will give you that. Right the second here. one was very rough. Yeah. The Last of Us 2, 88% Metacritic, user score uh, 1.5. No, I'm betting, because again, what I saw was executed so well. I reckon it's going to be over 90 Metacritic and user score like fucking 60 or 70. It's going to be really weird. No yeah. way user score is going to be 60 or 70. Have you seen the internet? I, but like, if you look at split games where people are like, have been like divided in opinions, you, I don't like it, it, I'll point to the Rise of Skywalker. That's got a 70% on um, Rotten Tomatoes, roughly, I think. I'll give you a good example here. Give me one minute. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to point to. Because, so, like, I. Uh, and, and I think fucking. Um, what's his face? The other one. Uh, the Force Awakens had a, has a pretty decent Rotten Tomatoes user score as well. Let's see. Rotten Borderlands Rotten. 3 has a Metacritic of 81. I think Last of Us 2 will do fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think. It'll be this thing. It'll be this thing where you have a vocal group, and I don't know if it'll be minority or majority, who will despise it, but everyone else will, will be like, oh yeah, either oh yeah, that was that was really cool, or love it, and that's it's going to be really interesting seeing how that that game unfolds. I, yeah, I, I again not not having seen the spoilers, I would imagine a lot of people who were fans of The Last of Us will probably still continue to be fans of The Last of Us. Um. Based on the negativity I've heard about, it's probably not going to pick up a lot of new fans, and it will lose some. Yeah, but I think overall, it's still going to be seen as a positive, and will still be considered better than Uncharted Four. Oh, for uh, well, okay, you know what? I'll better than Uncharted Four. Like, I think The Last of Us One is the best game Naughty Dogs has made. So, if this is anywhere near sure. as good as that, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and with that. That is our last of us segment. We're going to move on to games. Um, Thurbleton, I don't know if like is everyone cool to keep going for a while here. It's been like an hour, like forty five minutes roughly so far on the show. With me doing pretty yeah, well. Thurb, you got anything pressing you got to do? Got to make a table? Uh, no, my I can't tell if my cat's hungry or just wants attention, but I'm good. Cool. <laughs> and with that, um, we're going to what we've been playing. Um, oh fuck, who did I who did I start with? Fuck it, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start because I know no one cares about my game. <laughs> no one cares about this game except for me. That is only- not true. There was a solid like week and a half when the first one came out that I cared about it. I mean, you know what? He, and this is the crazy thing, right? I don't really care too much about Persona 5 original. And that's the weird thing. Like, it came out that year. It wasn't my game of the year. I'm pretty sure Horizon Zero Dawn was my game of the year that year. Um, I was like, okay, sure. It was a okay Persona game. Um, not as good as 3 and 4. However, Persona 5 Royal is up there with four golden. It is fucking incredible. I just want that all I needed was a moment to say, hot damn, they turned it around. I went from not really caring about Persona 5 and its cost to fucking loving them. I won I platinum that game as my first ever platinum. Um I my first playthrough was 150 hours after speeding through the original like in the original i beat it in like 85 or something like that because i just didn't care speeding through in 85 hours <laughs> yeah fucking and persona it, games and, and then but this one yeah I, I fucking i got every single persona you can so the equivalent of catching 151 pokemon roughly um not quite because it's easier it's much easier than catching 151 pokemon but equivalent um because it's like 300 something personas that you have to fuse and then so like the um I did that. I got every S thing to max. I did. I got every. Like I got to the point where um, I was looking at side content 
as the game progresses, because no matter how what you do, like you still have to go through every day of the game because the game takes place over a year and you play it in daily chunks, right? So even towards the end there, after whatever, like 300 days in-game played, I was still finding new content. I was still finding cool new, like social links to, um, like I've already maxed them. So you take them out on the town, you go to like some weird bar or whatever. You, there's unique dialogue there. Like the amount of unique dialogue in this game is ridiculous i cannot believe this like i i can see why this took so long to localize because it was it's just fucking gigantic there's there's one extra month which doesn't sound like much but there's two new characters that run through the length of the game there's a whole new dungeon um the extra month is uh fucking so cool it is so because there's a bad guy in the first game who um you how do I put this? You be you have an S link with him in this game, and uh, you see more of them only in the new month. And that that new month gives you a whole different perspective on that bad guy and makes you love him and miss it when they're gone. <laughs> like it's re- like the the writing spectacular. The new characters are great. Um, there's a there's a war in the Reddit regarding who's the best waifu now in before where before where there was no war everyone had agreed but new chick is great um the uh all the s links have been like just tweaked slightly because of the new scenes and scenarios they've added so i've i deeply love all the characters now because you just you get to see more of them and get to see how they feel about things and their opinions about stuff more than you did in the original they added so many scenes like uh, and I don't want to spoil any of it. I, I just want to say, and oh, oh, also the new music is great. The new battle theme is far less grating to the point where, and it sounds so good that I didn't realize it was a new battle theme. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is fantastic. Um, it, it's, it's like the first time, I, I, yeah, I found that battle theme annoying, but this one is fantastic. So like everything about the game from start to finish, they polished up, cleaned, added layers to it. Every system has had a layer added to it so there's um so the s-link system has more newer um actual benefits from doing s-links the battle system has like four new kind of uh how do i put it not not really layers but more like complications to how battles can unfold and different types of enemies and rejiggers of old enemies that change up how you have to approach battle um in the final segments of the game they did this interesting thing where there's uh this is kind of a spoiler, but it's it's not really like a story spoiler. Um, it's a gameplay spoiler. Um, so at the end of the game, they throw these enemies at you who you can't fuse yourself. So that's normally all, all the enemies are things you could fuse yourself. But at the end, there's like some new stuff that you've never seen before. Um, that is kind of like remixes of old stuff that's really interesting and, and fun to fight. Um, they rebalance a bunch of personas. Uh, it's yeah. I just want that. I just want to say it is fantastic. It is up there with Persona Four Golden. It is going to be my game of the year, most likely. Like it's going to take. It's going to be a fight for Last of Us or fucking um, Cyberpunk to take on Persona Five Royal because it is goddamn masterpiece. It is up there with Persona Four Golden. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Any questions before we move into someone else's game? I, I found out there are something called personas that you have to collect. This is true. This is true. It's like your Pokemans, kind of. Not really. Durin, have you played Resident Evil 5? I just, I'm just knocking off these promises from last time. 
I have not played Resident Evil Five Sorry, since Resident Evil like when it released. <laughs> Resident Evil Three. <laughs> um, I so I did buy it. Um, okay. I have played basically up to the first save point in it, not because it wasn't a good game, um, but because I still have not gone back and finished two yet, and I feel like I should do that before I actually get into the new stuff of three that is like outside the demo. Mm-hmm. But I do plan on going back to it once I have the time to do so, but I am in the middle of so many different games right now that I've kind of thrown that one on the back burner. Fair. I watched it. I watched it from start to finish and I was like, whoa, that's not it's what pretty short. Like. It's nothing like two. It's like a really different game. It's like a whole. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah. No, three, and the original three was very much a different game than, than two. Hmm. And it's just so okay, yeah. It was not where I was expecting. I was like, oh, okay. Very much like more actiony, mm. a lot more linear. Um, but they yet they've removed uh, like very important and like iconic things from three. Like you used to make like split second decisions mm-hmm. of like do this or do that, and like that's completely gone. From the yeah, game. it's so strange. And yeah, like the and it's short. It's short. It, it's, 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 it very much seems to be a game that was made in like a year and a half. Yeah. Yes. And I've, I've heard people saying this should be DLC. I don't know if that would ever have happened, but. Which is hilarious because Resident Evil 3 was basically like that era's version of that. Like it was very much supposed to be a side game. Oh, okay. The yeah. actual Resident Evil 3 was in production, got canceled, and then this one got bumped up to be Resident oh, Evil 3. Okay. Interesting. That's fucking um, so it's hilarious that like people feel that way about this one because they're not wrong. Cool. Uh, Which yeah. just means it, it stayed true to its original uh, design. And with that, that's, um, those are the short games I wanted to cover, like a, a couple minutes. And so for the rest of this, I, so each of you have a bunch of games on here. We don't have time to go into all of them. But like, happy to go into some deep dives. What you feel like talking about, um, anyone can, can go up. So like Durin, since you're already talking... I can blow through my list. I've not played a lot of any of them. <laughs> I've uh, I've spent my time at home um, checking out a lot of things. I would say. Hmm. Um, I saw uh, Alex on Giant Bomb has been on Tuesdays has been doing uh, trucking streams, and so far it had been uh, Euro Truck Simulator and American Truck Simulator. There's his nodding uh, his head. <laughs> <laughs> Last week he got into a game called Snow Runner, which recently came out. I see. Um, but it came out on uh, Epic Game Store on PC. It has not come out to Steam. Um, so I was looking around for it and realized that that was the case. But that Mud Runners, the previous game, or Mud Runner, the previous game they released was on uh, Game Pass. So I loaded that up and uh, have completely fallen into that game. I think I spent like an hour and a half of it today just doing one mission. What the fuck? <laughs> um, just, just fucking moving logs, and I. It's so it, it's it's like this weird kind of very niche simulation thing where it's, like their whole thing is like is is mud displacement. So wait, so are you just like? A, is this the one where he was playing? Because I need I don't, I don't tune tune in, but I see like the thumbnails. Is this one where he's just fucking playing like this kind of truck, like a flatbed truck out in the wilderness yeah in the wilderness just going through yeah. the fucking <laughs> yeah so this is kind of this is this is the precursor to that one okay no snow in this one uh, at least not yet i assume there's not because the next one this whole thing is snow uh-huh. um but yeah like my my whole mission was uh once i did all the I, I went through all the tutorials first um and the first mission is like they give you like 
a map and say, okay, the goal of this map is to to uh, drop off eight units of logs, however you want to do it. There's small logs, there's medium <laughs> logs, there's large logs. Each has a different number of units assigned to it. Okay. Whatever you want to do to hit eight, you can <laughs> at, you know, around the map there are watchtowers that like unlock parts of the map so you can see them better. There are trucks you can unlock by driving up to them. Uh, there's garages you can unlock by driving up to them. Um, so I just started going at it and, and had my, my truck. I had, I had to drive my truck. Uh, I got it all the way to the, the, the point where I picked up the logs from realized I was not going to make it all the way back to the lumber yard. So I need, I went, I went and found a different truck. There's a refueling truck, drove it to the fueling station, filled it up and then drove it to my logging truck to fuel it up. So that I can then drive that back and then realize that that wasn't going to work because there was actually a closer logging station to where the lumber yard was. So I then picked up another truck, uh, attached a uh, fuel um, cistern onto that, drove it up to the fuel tank, and basically just like drove drove that thing up, filled it up with with fuel, <laughs> dropped it off at the uh, logging camp, and then on my on my logging truck. I uh, would make my run back and forth to the lump or the, uh, <laughs> the log pickup, drop off the lumber yard, refuel, then drive back again until I got my eight units. That was how I spent my afternoon today. <laughs> uh, that's basically Mudrunner. <laughs> um, it's not on the list, but similarly, I also uh, checked out a Train Sim World. Um, even less interaction, but still held my attention for about an hour. <laughs> All I can think of is the ape sense of mine. And then I had to wear an onion on my belt, which was the fashion at the time. <laughs> I just the fucking, I love the, I love the idea of just fucking just sitting back. Do you put on music or something? Cause all you're doing is driving. So your truck. I have episodes of scrubs playing on my <laughs> second screen. Actually. <laughs> I have marathon through probably two and a half seasons of Scrubs <laughs> over the last week and a half. I see. Um, this is the, that's the equivalent like brain enjoyment of like building something in Minecraft. Right. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going along and I'm, I'm oh, going to there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a second screen, just chill. Like, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Mudrunner was honestly like, Mudrunner was a great like Saturday afternoon game. <laughs> Like I got through probably four or five episodes of scrubs. of uh, scrubs while I was just delivering logs. Um, aside from that, uh, I had checked out a Plague's Tale: Innocence, uh, also on Game Pass. Mm. Uh, that is, it's an interesting game. I'd heard a lot about it, but never got around to checking it out. Um, I've, I've had access to it in multiple ways from Game Pass. I think it's also on uh, Origin access whatever the hell it is um finally got around to checking it out and, and it's it can be a little frustrating gameplay wise it's definitely um i would say not a polished game right um but story-wise it's kind of inter- interesting uh i would say game pass is the right price for it nice <laughs> from what i played so far <laughs> I um, see. not a bad game but okay. like i i don't know how long it is um, I think it's only like 25 bucks normally, 30 bucks maybe. So like if it's, it's, it's fairly regularly on like a 60% sale. And from what I've played of it so far, it's probably worth at least that. Okay. Cool. Um, 
Streets of Rage 4 recently came out. I, I've played the first, like, one... Eh, we'll say the first two levels, because I, I got to the boss of the second level and mm-hmm. died, and I need to go back and play some more of that. Um, that's actually, like, I think a pretty decent one of those games. I got messages from some random... Well, not just random, but one of my coworkers who I forgot plays games. And he's like, dude, new Streets of Rage 4. I'm like, what? And he got on his Xbox. He had Game Pass on his Xbox. Fucking mm-hmm. loves it. I, so... I was surprised because it came out like late in the like same day, but like late in the day on PC Game Pass. So I just assumed mm. it wasn't going to come there because I knew it was on Xbox Game mm. Pass. Um, but like that evening, it finally showed up. So I decided to go ahead and and down, down, I'm glad I waited because I was actually considering going ahead and just grabbing it. Good art style. Uh, okay, that's that's what I'll say. Like I'm not really, really good art style. Yeah, really good art style. Um, and I love that they did get the original composer back to do some tracks of the soundtrack. That's cool. Um, but like gameplay wise, it's, it's cool. It has like kind of a, like very light combo system. Um, it does it like a kind of just nothing like fighting game in terms of like depth, but like you can combo a guy into like the side of the screen and they'll bounce off and it'll give you like a few more shots, mm. hit them as they bounce off the wall. So like it's, it's neat. It's not, not a terrible game. And cool. again, I think it's only like 25 bucks standard price. So I would say for that, it's probably worth it. It seems like it's a decent length. And it's got co-op. It's got co-op. That's fun. Yeah. 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 It's got online and local co-op. That's fucking cool. Like local co-op is for me like, oh yeah, that, too bad that I'm fucking alone in this house. But sounds like an awesome time. Yeah. Um, I, I checked out the Trials of Mana demo. I, I've, I was very excited to play that game. I remember what? playing... What was Trials of Mana again? Like, what the fuck was... It's uh, Second Desetsu 3, which has never come out in America before. Oh. And I think it only ever came out in Japan. Um, I played, like, years ago, back in, like, high school, I played an English fan sub-translation of it. I think I've played this game, too. Um, So this is the first, like, official release of it in America. I guess they were... No, I take that back. Like, late last year, they put out, like, the original version, I think. Right. Um, with a, an English translation, I would say play that one. Oh wow! Based on what I played, <laughs> jeez. Uh, the game doesn't play bad; it plays fine. Hmm. Um, my biggest issue with it is uh, the writing is horrible. In the new one, in the new one. Oh, weird! So um, they changed it. And okay, maybe I don't. Maybe it's just old. I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I'll have to go back and play the original because again, what I played originally was a fan sub. Oh right, yeah. So I, I'm not really certain, um, but like the writing is horrible, and the voice acting is worse. Okay, jeez. <laughs> um, it's got some. It's got some. I'll be nice and say amateur voice acting. Wow. Which is odd coming from such a such a. You know, potentially big release. I mean, what studio is it? I, f- I don't I think know. it's Bandai, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's weird because yeah, I, I I've definitely played the original, and that was a good game. Like I'm looking at it, it's like oh yeah, I remember this game. It's pretty right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Square actually is oh, the ones who put out the Mana series. <laughs> okay, that's dark because FF7's fucking localization was top notch. So like I. This is okay. Clearly, that's where their money went. Yeah, um, they threw this under the bus. Yeah, it's it's really bad voice acting, like really, really bad voice acting. Jeez, um, it plays fine. 
like it plays fine. So if like if you if if you don't care as much about the story and just want to play the game, like it's probably all right. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people have have been enjoying it. Um, but as somebody who was like really fucking looking forward to this game from you know the little bit I remember playing it, it, as a child, like there are points that I I remember from then. So like that's it's at least pulling that out of me, right? But. That voice acting is real bad. Like, yeah, maybe maybe you do sub. I, I think it gives you that option. So if it does, like, maybe you do Japanese voices and just read the. But, but even the writing is terrible, so that probably wouldn't really. Jeez. All right, before we, we get on to your next game, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut to someone else quick because Duran's got like fucking half his lifts to go. Thurbleton, what have you been up to, man? Um, so I. Really, like the main thing I've been playing, and we'll go very brief on that, is just a lot of World of Warcraft Classic. Oh, uh, oh okay. All right. So Duran's yeah, back in just, the conversation. <laughs> he is like always on WoW Classic. <laughs> it's it's how I keep in touch with my like friends back in Indiana. It That's is cool, like, man. Being stuck inside, it's my way of like, okay, no, I can be sociable and talk to humans. This sounds this like cool. the perfect outcome. <laughs> this seems yeah. like the best timeline. Uh, <laughs> Wow, bringing uh, people back together. Fucking, what, 20 years later or something like that. Yeah, and when I was, like, the first go-around, I guess, I wasn't in... Uh, I I didn't have a good mindset for, uh, like, 40-man rating kind of thing and uh, also didn't have, like, a work schedule that was cool with it. Now I have both those things. That's fucking and I've great. Done some, like, I've done the big raids and such. Uh, Old and- man raiding crew. <laughs> Yeah, it's been cool. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, but yeah, that's the main thing I've been doing. I've also been because you know I'm starting to get a little. Uh, you know, you can you can only play too too much of a good thing can be bad. And mm. I've been definitely been playing as Duran said a lot of World of Warcraft, and it's just like all right, let's play some of this other stuff. So I've been trying to get through Control. I know you have some opinions on it, uh, yes. Cynic. I think it plays um, good. I think it plays good. Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying the gameplay of it. Mm. Now that I've gotten all the powers, it's definitely a lot of fun just to throw stuff around. I still haven't beaten it. Mm. For those who have uh, and are wondering where I'm at, I've found T6. I found Dylan because, you know, that's a spoiler. Who the, who the <laughs> fuck is Dylan? Uh yeah, and I'm a little bit past that. I've done a couple of like side stuff. Cool. Uh, but I both do and do not like the the level des- level design. That is the right word for it, I guess. Interesting. The world design, like the setting, is cool. The setting is cool, but it's it's very easy to get lost and turned around. I'm constantly like, okay, wait, do I need to go this this way, this way? Which mm. I guess works with the theme of the the setting. But is also not necessarily a fun time, right? Yeah, because I got like inklings on that because I only got like two or three hours in before I just like noped out on the story. But the yeah, I got I got inklings of that, especially when things were um, with the verticality involved. When there's like layers to the level, that would just totally threw me off. Like I, something about the map or something about just I couldn't figure out where I quite was. Well, and it goes a step further, and eventually you get just like. I guess a magic elevator kind of thing to take you it basically different levels. Yeah. Uh, as in like not like different maps. Mm. 
And so there's research, there's maintenance, there's um, containment right. kind of thing. Uh, so there, there's all these different things. Uh, and it is, it does feel like a, a polished take on like the SCP facility yeah. or uh, for Nubarama kind of thing. Like that sort of like government facility that is meant to contain stuff. Uh, and yet you're also, you have the, the cool um, telekinetic just throwing what whatever random stuff you want. And most of the time that is a fun chomp. Uh, there are some fights that, oh yeah, there's a side mission where it does the classic Zelda thing of you have to fight yourself. It's a, it's a shadow version of you. Uh, <sighs> and when you spec to have just like a, a super powerful, you know, does 150 damage when every little, little bad guy has a hundred health and that's your main trick. <laughs> and you're now up against a boss that has a thousand health. I see. You kind of feel like a glass cannon. It's kind of beating your head against the wall. <laughs> I see. I mean, you're a Dark Souls player. You can, you can get around. <laughs> It, it kind of did everything like, yeah, I had to like sit down and okay, <laughs> I'm the dodges. Look at what the person's actually doing. Yeah, look at okay, the animations. I, <laughs> I have yeah. been looking at a lot of blood. I've been watching Bloodborne streams and, and Jans, especially. <sighs> yeah, like, is Jans being good? I, I think I liked his first stream. I didn't watch the others, but looks good. it's good. It's it's good. It's quality content of him talking and all that, but it's it's also bad enough that like I could do better than this. I should get back in the bloodborne. <laughs> get back in, just run around, just wreck. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's me in Final Fantasy right. Seven streams. It's, I could do better. This fucking. I was planning to watch that game because I was just so burned out after Persona. 150 hours of gaming, I was out. But then we started watching some Final Fantasy. And I'm like, you guys all suck. Like, what is wrong with you? How are you struggling with these bosses? And I'm like, okay, fine. I fucking play myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I believe you had some beef with the just like the dialogue, not necessarily the story. Uh, yeah, but it was the, the dialogue. It was it was the it was the specifically the dialogue and the internal monologue. Her internal monologue just drew, drew me out, drew, fucking drew me out the wall. Like I hated so, it. So I, I I won't like argue with you on that because that's a point of opinion. But mm-hmm. I will say my favorite use of I, I guess we'll call it an internal monologue. Uh, in, in the case of the game, it was actually like a it was a, a third party, a, a uh, amalgamous thing. But uh, DMC, when DMC. like the the demon writing like on the wall and basically like using oh, that the was level. sick, man. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, no one else is like tapped into that kind of thing, and maybe mm-hmm. it's just too hard. To actually, like you'd have to hand write each thing. But yeah. uh, I think that is like a, a really good way. Like people talking in movies or in TV, like how do you express like, no, just looking at your phone, you got a text or like Sherlock, it just shows up on the background on the wall or something. I really like that in Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. But are you saying control starts doing that later on or is that just something you, you've been thinking about? No, I'm saying like, it's, you're right. That's not a great way of storytelling. <laughs> okay, just cool. focus to the camera and just internal monologue. <laughs> I, I fucking hate it. <laughs> it was so not awkward. Good. <laughs> good. Cool. I was able to look past it, but right. like, on that topic, I really like that. That's sort of like, you know, using the background mm. to which the thing that I think control does very well. You only saw a little bit of this, but whenever you get to a new area, it's just chunk fonts. Oh, yeah. I only right saw it in once. front of you. It looks like, really cool. Yo, you search. You and yeah. It's yeah. 
cool stuff. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Yeah, so, some of the visual, like the visuals of that game, are yeah, I can't vault them. Um, cool, New Barama. Uh, oh, hello. sorry. Do, do you have, do you do you have a wrap up, Doubleton, or do you want? Uh, there, there was a third game. Well, I still oh. haven't finished Roll, but the the game that I have finished. Uh, again, I haven't played stuff in a while. Uh, but I finished Outer Wilds. Is that okay? Not Outer, is, not Outer Worlds. Yeah, is Outer Wilds the one where it's like a time limit and you're like starting a planet and you go around trying to solve a thing? Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, the elevator pitch for it is uh, Groundhog's Day meets Interstellar, and right. that is a really good description for it. Both in like fun, lighthearted comedy, time looping thing, Groundhog's Day with trying to come with to grips with uh, things that are beyond a human lifespan. That's cool. Uh, and Did it live up to the many Game of the Year nods that game got? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. But have you seen... Uh, maybe not. Have you watched The Wire? Or have you seen The Wire before? No, no, I haven't. It's on my there's list. It's on my there's, list. there's a scene... I don't remember which season it is, but they're trying to do a murder investigation kind of thing. And the whole scene... It is uh, three people, one of which doesn't say a word, and the other two only say the word fuck. <laughs> and cool. it's the different application right. and, and like you know, prefix, suffix kind of thing with fuck uh, that sort of tells the like the, the narrative. It's it's the, you know, for a more crass thing, it's the dude scene from uh, ba- basketball. Fuck it. Dude. Dude. Yeah. I, that is so there an example of points- excellent writing. Yeah. There were points during Outer Wilds where I was saying just like, "Oh fuck, oh oh fuck, you <laughs> nice, oh, fuck, 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 fuck." And yeah, it was, and we just got our, our explicit tag. Uh, yeah, we earned it alone. Well, no, we earned our explicit over. tag like, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's definitely there was like four or five really cool moments that stuck with me for a long time, and I just like I had to sit back and like just process it. Um, and I can't talk at all about the game because much like what we talked about in the previous segment, that whole game is spoiler. Like the the whole point of that game is just to explore and see the stuff out there. Right. Uh, eventually there was a point where like, I just had to look up, okay, how do I do this? And that was on me to like only scroll far enough down to see how to do it and not the thing that I'm actually going to experience. But, Mm. uh, yeah, there, there was one point involving a don't uh, sorry, uh spo- just mute for the next 30 seconds if, if you really yeah, really worry uh, jellyfish there was a thing involving a jellyfish there's i i was not cool with i was not comfortable and it was it's just like i and it's like it's a video game. It's just like it's a screen and all that. But the thing I had to do, uh I don't want to know what just, you had to do, because I'm maybe even one day we'll play this game. <laughs> I like, yeah. After doing it, like I, I had to get up and walk around kind of thing. Cause That's that was cool. just deep water is a thing for me as well. But like <laughs> like the things were just like ah and I there's some video games where like you'd go in the deep like MMOs, Guild Wars 2, for example, you could mm. just go in the middle of the ocean and like, oh, okay, this is pretty, this is my lizard brain's freaking out. And that word I said just before when people muted, that was a thing that did that for me. I, I, um, I don't want, 
great game. That Wonderful experiences. I too cherish good them. of a uh, segue. Uh, yes, that's a, that was a massive thumbs up. Other else, I need I need to play that game. He's put his fingers uh, one up, of, just ruining one the segue that one, he created. One, well, I just. <laughs> I also watched 1917. It's not a video game. It's a oh, very yeah. good movie. Sure. You it watch very it. Good. Moving on. Nice. It's a very good movie. New Brahma, how'd you like 1917? I, I did like it a lot. It was about, um, contrary to its name, actually about the, uh, well, I can't even think of anything. It's okay. a good movie. Were you trying watch. to do a funny and failed? Is that what just happened? Yeah. I just realized there's <laughs> nothing about 1917 that's particularly interesting. Okay, great. Other than the movie, I sure. mean, in terms of what happened. Okay, all right. New Barama, Doubleton discussed briefly Guild Wars 2. I see Guild well, Wars 2 on your list. I don't know why I put Guild Wars 2 on my <laughs> list, because I started it off and I closed it. Okay, but cool. Another update. I think um, Guild Wars 1, now that is a good game. So I love I, the fact that you've dived back into Guild Wars 1. I, every year, I think about doing this, because it's a great game. But you're actually doing it, which is pretty funny. Well, here's the thing: like, I have not played Guild Wars one since Guild Wars two came out, and okay, so it's been seven years, maybe. I don't know when Guild Wars two came out, but this year was the 15th anniversary. I guess they were doing an event; they added 10 new elite skills, and um, and I saw it on like I don't know PC Gamer or something, and I'm like, oh shit, like that is a good game. So I installed it. Um, this was about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. And, like, I've been playing, like, this week, 50 hours of Guild Wars 1. Maybe, like, 40. (laughs) Like, I have taken, I've taken, I've, like, started two different characters and taken them to max level. I've been, like, farming. I've been doing uh, Underworld, like, Fisher of Woe. It's, like, the game is great. It holds up really well. Camadon has two full districts in America English. Like, constantly two full districts. Like, there's a lot of people playing this game. That's cool. It is, um... It's really good, dude. Like so, so you started what in pre-searing, and you just so I did a pre-searing. It takes too long. I, <laughs> I started a factions character and then a nightfall character. Okay, and I right. just speed level them to twenty. Okay. I didn't really like play the story. I I am gonna make a pre-searing character and and maybe play that through. But mm-hmm. I think part of it is especially near the end of that game before like with Eye of the North and they added heroes. Like it's definitely more towards a single player experience than. I think what was originally imagined oh, yeah. like in the later game. Like I bet you could do Thunderhead Keep without any other players at the moment. But that's the pro- but the problem is if you do prophecies, you don't have access to heroes until you go to the Eye of the North. So right. minimum Lion's Arc, right? So, right. but you can get to Lion's Arch um, with henchmen. Yeah, but it's like it time consuming. <laughs> but I yeah I have I spent maybe like ten hours not ten hours that's exactly five hours just farming concepts like. I have been just legitimately playing the game. I joined a, I joined a Kurzak Alliance. Yes. Running a lot of Alliance battles. Like good for you. The game is pretty lively. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, like from what I've been talking to people who've been playing the game consistently since uh, Guild Wars Two came out, is that um, basically it's it peaks during events and then it maybe population oh, sure. gets slashed by half. But yeah. it is kind of shocking to see how many people are playing the game. That. Like you have overflow districts, and that's like a thing that still happens. It makes me it like and twenty with playing FF seven. I guess I could say again, even though I barely remember the first playthrough. And then just looking at this, I'm like, the 
quote unquote dark future of everything just being remakes from here forward to me just sounds fine <laughs> to me i was like yes okay cool as long as it's not fucking as long as, as long as you don't fuck with the story and just keep like the the just make it better not different um or if you're making it different make it different in interesting ways that doesn't fuck with it um i would love to see Gil was one again i, I think it. pretty much everyone playing this past week uh, that i've talked to in, in the game is like they would pay 69 bucks for a five mission expansion pack and to be honest like i would too i think there's actually a and and it it, it made me go back into like you know like you know watching videos of whatever and i guess wooden potatoes he did a guild wars one oh, kind of like potatoes uh, i remember that guy yeah he did uh i mean honestly like i have not thought about guild wars or i i guess i played a bit of guild wars too like last year once or every two five years, years or, i play yeah. for 30 minutes before i uninstall it but like just it there is a niche out there who would love to play a guild wars game because yes. there hasn't been a guild wars like game since 2011 or whatever mm-hmm. guild wars has been put on maintenance and and like i especially with the, all the changes they made with guild wars 2 like guild wars 2 doesn't feel like doesn't really no, feel it's like not it's the same kind of game it's no. in the same world it has the same character kind of races and stuff but yeah. it's fundamentally a different game and yes. going back and going capturing skills for some of my characters oh, yes oh man it's Dude. it's i don't think it's a nostalgia thing because a couple no, people in my guild have picked up the game in the last three years like they've never played it before right and the fact that like it's able to get and because at the at the core of the game experience, it's like a trading card game. Yeah, it's, skills, it's a right? skill. Like the skill bar is fundamentally different to what they did with Guild Wars Two. Like it is no eight oh, yeah, skills, which you sure. can pick every single one from a fucking thousand skill skill list, is a huge deal. Like it's huge. The fact that you have a class and a subclass, it's like a whole other thing, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. different kind of game. Essentially, yeah, Guild Wars One is great. I I foresee to play. Or foresee playing it for at least another month or so, if not like, I think I may intermittently play it for like ever. I I forgot how good this game is. It's a good game. No, I I moved on to Guild Wars two, and then (laughs) and then basically like I forgot about it. But glad I rediscovered it. Back. So before you cut back to Duran for the second half of his list, um, you have new PC on here. Yes, I upgraded my PC. Well every every time I upgrade, or I say upgrade, the only thing I carried over was essentially my hard drive and my graphics card. So I went okay, from yeah. an i7, like Sandy Bridge 2600, to uh, the, the new Ryzen 2 3700X. Nice. Like, it is a huge difference. But at the same time, the, the Sandy Bridge 2600 and the 2600K, which were the most popular CPUs out of Sandy Bridge... Like that's from 2012, and of course there's a huge performance increase, but it is not like the performance increase if you are going from I don't know like a core two to an i7 mm. in a five year span, right? Yeah. So in a way, it kind of made me realize like how glacial improvements yes. have been in PC hardware, and so I carried over my 1070, and and realistically, like I may even skip the next upgrade cycle. Because it's been, I've been able to run pretty I mean, it much. It depends what you do, everything. right? Like for me, well, to be fair, I went to a ridiculous fucking process. No, should no one should buy the process I bought unless you're like a content creator. But fuck it, I don't care. It was awesome. So I'm on a 3950x, which is that 16 core 32 said monster. Yeah. And um, 
unzipping is where I see it most. Just when I need to unzip something or zip something, it is fucking insane. Like it, I used like I could zip hundreds of gigs worth of stuff in like a handful of minutes. And before I wouldn't have done that just because I couldn't be asked or whatever. But now it's like, oh yeah, there's a section in my hard drive, like um, an old version of a, I don't know, like a, a directory. I want to keep that directory structure, but I also want to make a new version of it. Well, I can, and it's, it's like classified information or whatever, not classified, but like, you know, sensitive personal. So like my, all my ADF stuff is, is like is an example, right? So all my ADF stuff is 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 sensitive personal, which means I want to password protect it. So I can put it all in a zip drive, a zip folder, and just it's in there. It's like shitloads of information, but bam, it's in there, and it's just the zipping process and unzipping process. But that's like really specific thing, or like when I'm editing the podcast and how quickly that transcodes and stuff. But like games. Aside from the games that push many cores, I haven't noticed much of a difference. Like any difference really. But like and like maybe scrolling through websites is where I see a difference, but it's like not huge. It's like a small kind of thing. So actually I also upgraded or I say upgrade. I went from a, a 1080p 60 hertz monitor finally to a 1440p like during hertz You're in the same club. I I would say that is probably a bigger difference than upgrading my computer. No, like by a my, my, mine's still margin. 1080p, but it's 144 hertz. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Going to oh. 1440p, like at 14 or 144 hertz, like I, I wish I'd just done this way earlier. <laughs> like that's such a bigger improvement than. See, like I, I spent like 1200 bucks to get like a couple things upgraded, but my monitor was like way more value for <laughs> what I for dollar yeah, I got. Yeah, something I talked about it before. Like that's my problem with why I still am at 1080 1080p mm. is because I. I can't go back to a VA panel. Mm. I, I've I've got to have IPS. I have IPS, and it's so hard to find 1440p IPS panels oh, that's at so, 144 so hertz. Specifically, let me, let me link you mine. No, 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 They're no, now no, going on sale. Noob, you don't understand. We've me and du- fucking Duran had this conversation. He, he has these. He's, he's a very specific list of requirements of specs it oh, must have. Really? That's like not in anything but like the one thousand three hundred dollar IPS ones. Like it's fucking. All the low tier ones don't meet the spec. <laughs> it's like I mean, it's not that spec. specific. It's it's basically just needs to be 144 hertz, 1440p, um, and and IPS, and that's pretty much no, it. No, you also have the millisecond response time one. One. You oh right, one millisecond response time. That, that's, that's the what one. Killed it. The, that's one, the one, one. One millisecond response time <laughs> oh, is what killed it. You should not be getting a 1440p. IPS no, but there is monitor. one. There is one they that exist. does that. There's yeah, one. No, it, for thirteen hundred, like a mine was mine was seven hundred Canadian dollars. Yes, on it sale. was a reasonable price. Like five milli- four milliseconds or five milliseconds. Yes. Like if I'm gonna do that, I, I might as well just get like the Asus Predator. Like the I think that was the one. one. Yeah, that <laughs> is that is the one. <laughs> Fucking insanely expensive. Uh, Alienware actually recently put out one as well that I think yeah. falls into that criteria. Nice. Um, no, I, I actually on that point for. Um, I needed a bigger monitor for work because I just need to put more stuff on screen. I'm remote desktoping, but I'm used to having two monitors at work. I don't have space for two monitors, so I got an ultra wide. I love this thing. Fucking love it. It's a VA panel, which means it's out of Duran's little checkbox list, but I love this thing. It's I mean, a, single monitor automatically is anyway. It yeah, doesn't matter how wide it, it is. is. It is so How good. many monitors do you have? Two. I'm I'm a, I'm like to add a third, monitors. but just two. 
I think three is the ideal number. <laughs> I, I think so too. Um, eventually, I'd like to get to three, but so I'm get a happy enough get a with vertical two. third monitor. So my that's, third that's, monitor. That's is what my vertical. plan was. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I want to get a third. Is... A third one vertical to put above my primary. Interesting. It's infinitely better for reading. Like anything. Yeah. Nice. I will one day when I move out of this apartment get there. I'll probably just do, well. I'll probably just do ultra wide in a second monitor. But um, yeah. What well, you could do is a second monitor on top of your ultra wide. Yeah, with the, a face amount. Like I'll straight up say, like ultra wide is now my preferred PC. So I I love this. I fell in love with it. Um, How often do you run into supported resolution problems with games though? Uh, well, I've only played Doom and which are like only a couple of games on this monitor all of them were fine but that's with only new recent games i haven't played any old games on it so i know i know that's generally the complaint people have yes with ultra wide is it's just still not widely supported yeah like back in like bioshock infinite days there was a lot of issues um yeah. like the, the the ui would be in weird spots and all that kind of stuff At modern games it's not a problem but for yeah old games it's a it's a thing so yeah, if you if you're one of those guys like Nubaram who's playing Guild Wars, I have no idea if Guild Wars One looks right on an ultra wide monitor. It, it would probably look old. I mean, they they did a big graphics overhaul apparently in okay. 2018 for all right different resolution support as well as texture upgrade. Nice. So it'll work out. So you you know if you want to get back into Guild Wars, <laughs> Dude, I mean, with <laughs> that, Duran, uh, let us essentially almost close out the show. I've got one more game to talk about for like a 30 second stint, but. Yeah, I was gonna um, say you, you said half my list. I've actually got like two or three. Good. Left, so good. What's up? Um, I'll I'll, I'll briefly talk about uh, a third. We kind of mentioned it offhand earlier. I actually have checked out a little bit of Minecraft recently. Um, so they put out the Minecraft RTX beta. That thing looks um, fucking insane. It gave me a chance to finally use my damn graphics card for the cool looking. <laughs> so I loaded that up, and that. You're right. It looks insane. Like it is. It's crazy how much better it looks. But also, like initially, I forgot how simple Minecraft looks. Yes. Um. So so, so it, it literally can be turned on and off with the press of a button. Oh, that's cool. Um. Like you just push the semicolon button and it'll it'll enable or disable it. So when I remembered to do that, I, I started doing that and realized like, holy shit. Like, yeah, there, there's like no lighting to that game whatsoever. Normally. The thing is, yeah, when I saw the RTX images, I'm like, Oh, okay. I, because I forgot, I never played Minecraft. So I was like, Oh, okay. What, whatever. Oh, wow. But when you, when you put it next to default Minecraft, it is not the same world. It's like the same geometry, yeah. but it's not the same world. It's insane. so like right now it's only usable on like pre generated worlds were like mm. created by nvidia or they, they say they say you, you can make your own um but like basically you have to make your own rtx enabled textures or te texture pack right for it to work um and at least as of like you know the first week that it was out nobody had done that yet so the the nvidia ones were the only ones available so i just loaded up one of those like a little ways off of where their giant castle was <laughs> and started just playing minecraft right and it, it it's kind of funny because actually like once I got like a house established, you know, your standard first couple of days in Minecraft, um, I decided to start, you know, working on a mine. Um, I built my house kind of on the side of a mountain and started working, you know, my way down to start mining because I wanted to get some diamonds so I could get some uh, obsidian so I could go to the netherworld and check out the lighting there. And it was it was interesting because the lighting in this is so different 
one of the things that you don't really think about again is like lava. Lava does not create light in Minecraft. Lava 100% creates light in RTX. So cool. So I like I broke into a room that had a bunch of lava in it and the room was lit up. But I had to remember to still put down torches and stuff <laughs> because as far as Minecraft is concerned, that room is still dark, so it will still spawn enemies. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So I was That's constantly cool. having to like go back and forth between normal Minecraft and RTX to make sure I had rooms lit up properly. That's funny. That actually <laughs> might be why they added that feature, like as a button press. I would imagine, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Because yeah, because it, like, it doesn't take it, it doesn't take a lot for it to be too dark and allow stuff to spawn because that was one of those things where you linked me a picture of uh, a lava filled room a long time ago and i was like that looks like a lava filled room but, but I, I have I, I didn't think about what it would look like without the lighting effect on and you look at it it's just like gr- it's like an orange floor <laughs> and gray walls yeah. it's like what the fuck yeah exactly <laughs> it's <laughs> but a lava filled looks it's like yeah you can feel you can almost feel the heat coming off it it, it looks awesome yeah, and, and it's, again, with RTX, like, it's not just lighting. Like, it's also, I mean, it's lighting-related, but, like, hmm. um, water distortion is also totally a thing. Water looks great. Like, water looks completely different yeah. than in standard Minecraft, uh, which can actually, when you are underground and break into an underwater lake area, uh, can be really disorienting to figure out where the hell you are because you're bobbing back and forth between the water surface and everything is distorted. <laughs> um. Cool. So yeah, it's 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 cool thing. If anybody has an RTX uh, uh, card and has, you have to have Minecraft for Windows Ten. I I I try to get because I think if you get the Java version right now and then you register it, you can get the Windows Ten. But I guess I haven't touched Minecraft in ten years. So so that ended Minecraft account. Yeah, that actually ended. It ended on like the thirtieth. So that was the problem. Is like when I was getting, getting all this stuff set up. Um, they had a, an issue where uh, it wasn't giving you your Windows 10 keys. Um, and we were like less than a week out from that deadline hitting. Mm. So a bunch of us were like kind of pinging uh, Mojang like, hey, you know, when, when is this going to get resolved? Getting no answers whatsoever. Um, and then like maybe three or four days before the deadline, they finally got it fixed so they could distribute the keys. Mm. Uh, but that deadline, I believe, was the 30th of April. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's yeah, if you have Minecraft <laughs> well, Windows 10 and an RTX card, definitely go check it out. It's really cool. That's like, um, it looks really cool. Yeah. It is. It, it it doesn't really look like Minecraft anymore. Yeah, I I've, can, can verify. Yeah, it doesn't look like... Because it looks like a proper modern game. And then you look at Minecraft yeah. again, and it's like, what the fuck? Okay, wow, I didn't realize that was just all lighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think the last game I have to talk about before we get into some other stuff with Cynic is uh, there's a game that came out, I guess it came out a little while back, um, called Deliver Us the Moon. Oh, uh, yeah, this is the one you look at me pictures of, right? Yeah. What is so this about? I, what is this? I guess game? It came out a while back. It, it just recently finally came out on PC Game Pass. Um, and the reason why I decided to check it out is because, again, it was an RTX enabled game, which is a very short list. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of check it out for that reason, um, but ended up actually finishing the entire game in one sitting. Nice. Um, how, how long are we talking? Four hours? Uh, it could be anywhere between four and eight, depending on how cool. completionist you are. I would say it took me probably about seven, I would guess. That's cool. 
Um, I got everything except for one audio file. Um, it's so the game is basically set in 2059. Um, the premise of it is we have completely fucked up Earth. Uh, we've sapped it of all its resources. Um, and so humankind basically looked to the moon. They found a um, an element called like helium three on nice. the moon that yeah. is this like amazing energy source. That checks uh, out. So they that's build true. a moon base. What's that? That's that checks out. That's actually true. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. They build a moon base uh, and they find a way to basically convert that into energy and beam that energy from the moon to earth. Okay. That part you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's basically what is powering earth. Cool. That's what's keeping the human race going. That's fun. Um, that happened in 20, I don't know, 30 something or 2040 something. I don't remember when exactly. Um, in 2055, there's some accident that happens on the moon. Um, everything shuts down. The beam stops. There's no no communication with the moon base. And this now then takes place, place four years after that. You're, you're oh, okay. a part of a group who is has been working in secret to create this project to go back to the moon and oh. try and reestablish contact with them, find so, out what's going on. So the on Earth didn't have like going. a way to just send a shuttle over there or anything like that? No, they basically like they were out of resources. They had no nothing anymore. So like the Earth and mankind are like slowly dying basically. Because oh, wow. they have no power. Um, yeah. Um, like at this point in the game, uh, 30% of the world is desert. <laughs> so a little dire. Okay, um, yeah. So you are sent a single man mission sent off to the moon to, uh, like I said, to try and reestablish re- uh, contact and try and basically a Hail Mary plan of like, we hope that we can get this thing going back up again. Mm. Um, and it just, it, it plays out from there. I don't want to go any further than that because that's the rest of that is the game. Um, but it's, it's a really, it, it's a very simple game. It's mostly what I guess would be described as like a walking simulator. There okay. are some light puzzles. Um, there were a couple times the puzzles tripped me up a little bit. And I'm, I'm like wandering around the environment trying to figure it out. And it's actually something stupid, simple. <laughs> um, but so a lot of what you're picking up are like audio files. And there are also like uh, hologram projections of the events that happen there. So basically what you're doing is you are sort of just uh, uncovering what actually happened there. Like what caused right. the whole scenario to happen, you know, and, and you're finding out more about the people on there, on there as well. Um, there's a couple of characters that it sort of follows. Uh, there was, there was a team that was sent down. So there's like a, there's the moon base, but there's also like a, a space station above the moon. Um, and there's kind of, there was always like kind of contact between them. There's actually like a physical elevator that goes from that down to the moon surface. Um, and when this whole thing happened, there was a team of two that were sent down from that space station down to the moon to try to fix the problem. They lost contact and were never heard from again. So that's the other part of your mission is to also like try and reestablish contact with them and find out what happened to those people. Okay. Cool. Um, it's, it's a really good game and, and it can be fairly short if you are mainlining through it, like four hours is not, um, uncommon before hours is so, good for a walking simulator like it. Yeah, was, yeah. So I was, I was gonna say, like at the, I think it's again another twenty five dollar game at that mm. asking price. It might be a little steep for okay a game that might only take you four hours. Um, I think it's gonna take most people probably closer to like five to seven. Mm. 
especially if you start to really enjoy the story and, and seek out all those um, audio logs and holograms and, and such. Um, but again, like it's definitely a it's it's a really good example of the five dollars a month for Game Pass is absolutely worth it. Cool. Like I, I went into it literally just looking at the technical side of it. That's all I cared about. And that part is really cool. It does some cool shit with RTX. Um, but ultimately what actually kept me playing was just getting kind of engrossed in the story and wanting to find out what happened um, nice. in that world. Cool. Um, so that's that's what Duran's been up to. And I think we got Thurbleton and New Barama covered as well. I've got one last thing. Judgment. Has anyone heard of this game? It's, it's It was uh, Project Judge Eye. Yeah, that was the basically follow-up to... Yakuza. Um, Yakuza, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. So this is a cool-ass cool video. I forgot I played this, and it was on my list. Um, so because essentially it, it, it came out, I got kind of tired of it, like I did with like Yakuza after about 10 hours, because it's a fucking long game, um, like probably a 30, 40-hour game. Um, and after about 10 hours, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. And I just had all the stuff I wanted to play, for example, fucking Persona 5. Um, so the... But it was... It came out last year, so this isn't new. But if you were sleeping on it, I would say give it a shot. If you like Yakuza and you slept on it, give it a shot. This is the perfect time. You've got plenty of time on your fucking hands. You're staying at home or whatever. Um, it is a fun-ass, fun video game where you play a judge in, like I said, you think Phoenix Wright, except in Yakuza. That's the game. You're going around, you're collecting clues, even though you shouldn't. <laughs> you're, you're technically a de- detective, but you're really... You're really kind of solving crimes um, illegally as well. Like, you're not in the courtroom, but you're, like, setting up... You're making sure you have all the evidence that's required to prove someone's like actually doing it. Um, so you're you're a ex-lawyer detective that goes around beating dudes up in the style of Yakuza, solving crimes. And it is fantastic. Like, it is a really solid one of those. Um, it does have a bit of a like a samey battle system. So after a while, like I didn't feel much of a sense of progression that really tied me into, ties me into like a lot of more Western-ish kind of beat-em-up kind of games where you have a really decent, deep progression system. This is more the standard Yakuza thing where you get new ways to finish dudes, new ways to run around and jump kick dudes in the face. Like you get, you get a couple of new skills, but not like a deep kind of RPG progression. It's kind of, it's a kind of a different kind of way of progressing character. That's why I kind of bumped off it. But in terms of the story, it actually turned out pretty cool. Um, highly recommend it. It is fun. Yakuza fun. If you are in the mood for more of that and people, a lot, not many people bought it last year because of, there was some weird release shenanigans because of fucking this voice actor and a bunch of other shit kind of came up at the same time and also other games were came up against it. But yeah, Judgment. It was on sale a while ago. It'll probably get on sale again. And I got it on the PSN store. Plays fine on PS4. Looks great. So the new Yakuza engine is great. And that's it for me. Any more for any more. Um, Doubleton noob. I'm getting shaking heads and a panda. Hello? Noob's noob's thing is a panda. Durin has changed the uh, background of his image to Final Fantasy VII. Noob. Kill Horse Two. I'm gonna play that at some point. Okay. Is my commitment. Once Path of Path of Exile. What is it called? Path of Fire. Oh, Path, Path of, of Fire, Fire goes yeah. on sale. Oh. Apparently, there's gonna be a Canthan expansion for oh. Guild Wars. So I'll be. I'm there for the Canthan expansion. 
Yeah, okay. I heard that, that that was the the upcoming expansion. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm, I, you got me. It, I I said at the start that I'll play it. If you got Cantha, and like, you I, I I know nothing about it, but I heard I heard that it Cantha's going to be there mm-hmm. and possibly playable Tengu. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. The playable Tengu is the number one thing on my. As list soon as I heard game. those, I was like, oh, I need to tell Cynic about this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it fucking when Guild Wars Two came out that I wanted Norn and I wanted fucking Tengu, and we only got one of those two. No, I wanted Co- <laughs> Kodan, Kodan, the big bear goose. Um, mm. So with that, thank you. Uh, we're going to be rolling into Final Fantasy VII talk. New Barama and Thurbleton, you're more than welcome to stay and more than welcome to to peace out. Um, but yes, we'll be rolling to we'll be starting off with Final Fantasy VII non-spoiler discussion and then rolling into spoiler discussion. But uh, if you're tuning out now, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Scotchcast. We'll see you whenever the fuck we <laughs> we meet up again. <laughs> we get the opportunity. People feel like doing the show, um, but it's been great having the whole team together. So, see you guys next time. Lord knows we got plenty of time to talk, and you got plenty of time to listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, with that, Durin, uh, Newbin, Newbin, Thurbs, you you heading out? Are you? Yeah, okay. Those giving yeah. the signal. Okay. I'm gonna go play some more Guild Wars. Have a good one, you two. <laughs> um, Durin, we've been playing some fucking Final Fantasy VII. Uh, the last episode was just before the game came out. I'm pretty sure. I'm turning on my camera because just us two now. Or yeah, get all intimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it was a week week before the game came out. Holy shit! First of all, first impressions. What do you what do you what are you feeling about Final Fantasy VII remake? Oh, actually, we should um, we should actually start differently. Neither of us have finished. Neither of us has seen the leaks. That's correct. Yeah, none of us has been spoiled. So um, that's kind of the perspective. So yeah, what what are your impressions? It's funny you should ask that. I uh, let me open up my uh, Google oh, fuck, Doc. I forgot uh, you made Final you made a fucking doc. Oh, I forgot. That's so funny. So he linked me to this like ages ago. It's like fucking Google Word document with just a dot point list of impressions, which is pretty great. Um, a hundred percent. Let's see. Um. See. All right. So, uh, let me see here. Link it to me again, so, so I can look at the same thing you're looking at. Yeah. Let's see. Sorry, uh, give us just a moment. <laughs> and yeah, and, and his background is now fucking... Like he went to general chat. I don't know why he keeps doing this. He accidentally goes to general chat. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right, so request okay. access. Cool. So I've requested access. There we go. All right. You'll have, to, you'll have to accept my access request in your email. And then I'll be able to... Oh, do I? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me get my email. Um... Open sharing setting. Great at I'm going to cut all this. I'll, I'll cut all and, the old downtime. I say, and I'll totally forget to cut the downtime. Yeah. Okay, you should be good now. I think. All right, I'll try. This person added. Yay! All right, cool. We got it. Okay. All right. Pros and cons. Nice. So yeah, I'll just kind of go through this as pros and cons, and then we can maybe talk about it from there. Maybe extrapolate sure. if you have any thoughts sure. on these. Yeah. Um. So we'll start with pros. Um. I. I feel like uh this is some of the best modern rpg combat i've played thus far so um, how I, do you want to couch that so like from it is so different it is a different combat system and i can't think of anything like it that i've played it's well so it's so different from seven original obviously yes yeah. um but the crazy thing is it it's, feels like a, an homage. It feels like it still has some of that in there. You know, like the fact that you can't well, it, yeah. use items so it, 
Unless you have ATB. It's kind of not too dissimilar from Final Fantasy 15 in a lot of ways. Yes. It definitely feels like they took that as the base. Yeah. And then tried to figure out, okay, how can we work ATB into this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can um, see that. Which I think is is the smartest thing they did. Because a lot of people, when they first announced the game and it looked like an action game, it looked like like one of the first things you saw was Cloud jump up in the air and start swinging like a fucking Kingdom Hearts character. <laughs> Had a lot of people worried. Mm. Um, so being able to incorporate the ATB stuff in there in a really smart way, um, especially because initially it seems like that's not necessary. Like you could probably just button mash your way through it. Mm. Um, and then the first nah. boss encounter, you basically like, realize nah. like that's not fucking happening. <laughs> yeah, you try nah. to mash your way through that first boss encounter, you are going to have no potions left. Yep. And you're going to be there for 45 minutes. Exactly. Like, he could probably do it with the first one, but fuck. You won't, you won't make it far. You won't make it far at all. No, no. Um, and in, 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 a, in, in, a, in a way, this is because of how it's designed around the original game. But, like, for most of this game, you have a two-person party. And in the original game, it was that way as well. Oh, you mean, like, you and one other person? You and one other person, like right. you, you, there, you don't have three people that often. Really? Okay. So I don't remember um, and, much. In the original, original game, it was that way as well. Okay. Interesting. Like really, it, it, you didn't get a, a consistent three-person party until after Midgar. Oh, okay. Like when you leave, when in the original game, when you leave Midgar, like when you're staying outside of it, um, is when they hand you the PHS system that allows you to tra- transplant characters into your party. Oh. That's okay. the point you get. That is is literally when you are walking out of Midgar. Um, so it's consistent in that regard, but it also kind of works out in the favor of this game because three people is when the combat really takes off. Um, and when it can get to be overwhelming, if you weren't used to it already. Oh, right. Yeah. I was if you say, started this game out with three people, it would be fucking rough. Yeah. Cause, cause I was going to say like three people is when I'm having the most fun. Two people feel really right. kind of restrictive because especially with the material stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah. With. If you started off with three, you just have fucking you'd be overwhelmed, hundred percent overwhelmed. Right now, I think they could do three sooner than they do. Maybe. But again, like following the general storyline of the original game, you wouldn't have three very often either. Mm. Like they would have to add the characters really for it to work. I mean, there's, I, not, a lot of time, like, there's not a lot of time where there are three characters together. I could have seen an alternate present where Jesse was playable for bits. Um, or, sure, like have like a guest character in there, especially yeah. given that like. The one thing I do know about later in the game is like Red Thirteen is not playable. Oh, okay, okay. He's actually he he is he is a he becomes a party member, but as a guest character, you don't control right. him. Okay. And their reasoning for that is he's added so late in the game that like they feel like you wouldn't have an opportunity to do well with him. Hmm. So they instead just add him as a as a uh, guest character. Okay. Um, moving on from there, uh, another pro is that I feel like the world feels very lived in. It doesn't just feel like locations. Um, like a lot of games and like the original game kind of was, um, even just looking at like, you know, the sector seven slums, that looks like a place people live, the shitty place, but it looks like a place people live. So the combat and the world are probably my, no, sorry. Okay. Number one bullet point with a fucking, with a, with three holes next to it from the gunshots is the music. That's the reason I love this game. But under that, <laughs> under music is, uh, yeah, the, the, actually it might be the characters, but like, it, but the world is definitely up there. It's it's just like fucking, I, I, I'm not a Final Fantasy VII guy. I'm a Final Fantasy VIII and Ten guy. I've said this, we've, we've had this discussion before. Um, yeah, you like the bad ones. Yeah. 
apparently the I'll, I'll wear that but but like the so the seven for me um i barely remember it that's the thing because i for me i played eight and then i played seven four three two one because I, I i loved eight so much that i just went back and then did, did everything right but i skipped six for some reason and i one day will go play six because um, you don't like the good ones yeah apparently and like, like six and nine i haven't fucking played so like so um Seven just kind of because it was I played after eight, which has many of the same systems but with some key differences, and many of the same um, kind of not themes. They're very different themes, but like uh, they have the same act, very similar act structure, very similar kind of um, party dynamic in terms of you have ATB, you have three person party, you have summons, you have like all this stuff is very similar across the two. Seven just kind of watched like I if I I just totally forgot it because it just felt so similar to eight. Um, even though I know there, there are key differences. But like now I'm going back to it, I can see, like I was talking to my friend yesterday and I was like, okay, what Final Fantasy games really hold up in 2020? And I was like, honestly, I don't think any of them do except for 15. Um, I think they're good games for people like us who are old graybeards who've gone back and played them. Yeah, it's um, like it's hard. It's a hard question for us to answer, yeah. having grown up with those games. Exactly. So, like, I I don't know. Like, maybe they do, but I don't. I don't. I suspect not. Especially with how simple, like the character, like the I think, enemies were. I think actually, twelve holds up pretty well for twenty twenty. I think it had a very uh, mm. mature story for a Final Fantasy game. That's true. Um, yeah. It did a novel thing where like there isn't a main character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, and they and they really released it. Interesting as well. combat system. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, um, yeah, so maybe just those three. So, and obviously the, the, the MMOs probably are just fine, but the, aside from the MMOs, um, so like the, so I was talking to him, I was like, so of the three, let's say two or three games that are actually modern, FF7 is my favorite. Like, it, it, I love 15. I love the main character of 15, but that was a fundamentally broken game in a lot of ways. But this, this seven feels modern. It feels actually modern rpg level of depth to the world the characters the not the fucking not reidegger because fuck reidegger i think he's bad <laughs> he's fucking right. lame and stupid he's, he's i that? think that's his name it's the security guy the head security. You're talking about heidegger heidegger right not right okay yeah except for heidegger because he's, uh, he's he's great but he's also so the thing you remember <laughs> yeah, okay you don't remember seven he is less of a character than he was in seven okay <laughs> because <laughs> like fucking what is this um i mean especially because in, in seven he, his whole thing was he was known as guahahaha okay great um <laughs> fuck man he's terrible but that's the thing like because i think part of it is like the localization i don't know if it's just the localization but people swear naturally and that is shocking to me in a modern game like yeah barrett swears all the time it's it is great and he feel he sounds like a person. Like a lot of people when they talk sound like people, and that's like whoa. Well, since when did Final that, Fantasy games? So, I came to that realization the first time Aerith swore. Right. <laughs> because she's the character you would expect not to. She's Never, the, like, yeah. Goody, goody character. She's the you know the holy character. You know you know what she becomes in that game. Right. And so like when she nearly fell off, she's like shit. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> But it, and as a, that's a perfect example because that feels like a person. Like it's like, oh wait, you're not yeah. just like a fucking two D cutout. You're just you're a person. Um, and all the characters, it's like so that like Tifa is. I think best Jesse's best girl at the moment for me. Tifa's great. Barrett is hilarious. Like at first I didn't like him, 
but then as he gets he starts to like, bah, 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 his dialogue bah, bah, on that bah, bah, first bah, bah, mission sucks yes when he's, he has a good delivery right but his 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 dialogue sucks his di- in that, first yeah, mission. Exactly. that was actually so that was actually kind of what i felt like with that demo because the demo was mm. that first mission mm. i loved everything about it i was worried because I, <laughs> my concern was this is going to be the localization problem all over again oh yeah and 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 barrett i don't know what it is about it felt, that like, and, not, and not even just barrett like it all just felt so stilted mm. um cloud's reactions to uh um uh, to wedge mm. like that whole interaction felt real stilted jesse like proclaiming you know basically telling the player like hey this is when barrett's joining your party because cloud <laughs> can't shoot things yeah it all felt terrible yes everything gets better after that mission yeah and like, shockingly so like there's a moment where Chow- cloud is um collecting cats and he's like yeah fucking getting a cat and the cat runs away he's like oh, screw this and i'm like oh my god <laughs> He's like he, you're, he's saying what you are literally thinking. <laughs> I was like, damn, is this one in Final Fantasy? Because like even fifteen didn't have like really relatable characters. Like I like them. They tried, but yeah, they didn't quite get there. Like yeah, they didn't feel they have the kind of like the, what they did to try to make it all feel real was like characters talking over each other, right? Yeah, and, like, and that and, was like, what they did to make it feel real. And it still felt very anime. Like some people feel very anime in this, but like. And let's not get into the fucking dude on the bike and all the all the weird side bosses. Oh, that, okay, let's let's so that, so, no, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but like, I do want to say um, the, the dialogue and the yeah. world, and the world's the same. Where it feels like people. Yeah, like the first time you look yeah. up and you see that upper plate. Yeah, it's like, like that oh, is from shit. a technical standpoint. That is amazing that they did that. Mm-hmm. That it looks so good. And it doesn't. It is a skybox, but it doesn't look like a skybox. Right. Um, it looks like it is actually there. To like having a good number of people around again, Smoking like the section seven slums or in the wall market. Like it feels like there are people, th- those people belong there as opposed to they were placed there for a set. And, and they did it in that, uh, that seventies or whatever it is, aesthetic forties aesthetic or whatever it is. It's just like the cars right. all look kind of old. It's like, yeah, it just, I, I can't speak highly enough about the world and the characters and the writing so far, at least anyway. Yeah. Yes, you um, so moving on to the next, uh, pro, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the enemy designs in this game. So they carried over the enemies from the original game. Even, and I can say this for a fact now, given where <laughs> I'm at in the game, even to the most ridiculous extent. <laughs> Which I so, won't go any further than that because okay. you still are in the wall market. Right. So I don't yeah. believe you've done the thing that I'm referring to. Okay, cool. But even the most ridiculous enemy, which I was, I, I, I wondered about, I thought about this before the game came out. <laughs> There's this one enemy. I was like, how are they going to do that enemy? It makes no fucking sense for <laughs> a game that is looking as realistic as this game is. Right. And they still fucking did it. That's cool. Do they, do they pull it um, off is my question. Yes. Okay, cool. They do. <laughs> I, I, yeah. They I like do because it is, it is as ridiculous to the characters as it seems to be to the player. I'll okay. just say that. Cool. Because my note is, I don't know if I really like the enemy design. I, I like, I like, I like fighting them. I like the combat. I like the way the combat flows and the enemy, the difficulty, mm-hmm. the challenges the enemies pre- present. A lot. Of, I think the boss fights are really well balanced. Um, yes. But the, I would say that Shiva looks forgettable. I don't like the way Ifrit looks. Like fifteen Ifrit is my favorite Ifrit at the moment. Um, I love the way Ifrit looks in this game. Yeah, he just. Yeah, if there's, if there's a design I'm not big on, honestly, it's the Chocobos. 
I'm, I'm not oh, a yeah. fan of how the chocobos look. Yeah, the which is very unfortunate because like seven was my introduction to chocobos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they and they look so great in fourteen. Mm. But like, mm. why can't they just do that? Yeah, but it's they made they some, do them different in every game. They yeah, they do they do they look different in every game. So but like from and some of the I've just gotten to the palette swaps like about that chapter nine is where you where you start seeing the palette swaps. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this was a Final Fantasy game, but like. Everything moves really fluidly. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to like about it. I just don't know if, it, if I really rate them that highly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing I'll say too is like I'm still running into new enemies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm like, sure. There are definitely still palace swaps. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm in the area after Wall Market, which I don't know if you remember what comes after Wall no, Market, so I don't want to say zero. But I'm definitely running into enemy types that I have run into in the past. Mm. Um, but there are still new ones as well. Right. Um, the only thing that gets weird and annoying is, is because I've. I'm just I'm essentially thank God for assess all, but I'm essentially just assessing everything because I don't know if I fought it before or not because I don't remember if it was that color or a different color. So, so if like, you if you uh, have something targeted and you tap the touchpad, okay. it'll pull up whatever it, whatever the information is. If you've assessed them, it'll show that information in there. If you don't, oh, if you haven't, okay. just question marks. Cool. All right. So that'll help you out with that. Sweet. Um, so moving past that, um, another pro is that that there are. There are many systems to this game. There are systems upon systems upon systems to this game, but none of them feel like they are super cumbersome. Okay, I'd say the menu is a bit cumbersome, but the like, initially, I, mean, I would say it works pretty well. Going into the galaxy for each weapon isn't yes. Awful. That transition is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, they are way too proud of that transition. It's dumb. <laughs> it that is. Yes, that yes. that one thing, hundred percent. I agree. Everything else, uh, I I love about all the systems. I, I, I don't I like, like the that fact that exists. fucking. I don't like the fact that materia and weapons is in a separate option than upgrade weapons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's not perfect, but it's good. Like it's it doesn't feel- and, well, and, and especially given that like in the original game, materia and equipment were separate. Right. Yeah. So if you're gonna separate anything, put weapons and upgrades in one. Yes. Thank and you. Materia in the other. <laughs> Yes, material. Yeah, no, you're you're, you're right there. But yeah, like UI is a problem. Yes. systems. I love systems. I, I love that they added. I yes. love that they added an upgrade system to weapons. Mm. They basically took what they did is they, they took the the uh, system from nine. Oh, so that's okay. what nine was. It was a weapon system where when you had a weapon equipped, there was like a weapon ability that you would you would have, and after you you maxed out that weapon ability, it became a character ability. And oh, you something else. That. They 100 percent ripped that from nine, which is which is a great um yeah, system. Great. And I'm, I'm so happy to see it in another game. It's kind of like the job system before that. It's like that's how a job worked. You, you have a job, but every time you master a job, you kept the the core, the core job ability, like steel. Um, yeah, yeah, man. And and we'll uh, we'll we'll get we'll get to like one side effect, one problem later. Yeah, we'll get to the cons. But yeah, um, past that, uh, you, you kind of briefly um, touched on it, but like the music in this game. Fuck. On multiple occasions, I have had the uh, Square Enix store page up for the vinyls and considered <laughs> buying that. I had to buy a record player too. Oh man! But okay, all right. He's, I he's, love the music in this he's, game. He's, I do have some negatives to say because nothing's perfect in this game. I don't think. Um, when you're near a shop and the music is not good for that for that <laughs> specific shop, it is the most fucking annoying thing in the fucking world. And even more annoying is that there's cases where you're in a sh- you're going to a shop and that's playing music and a cutscene starts, 
but your character is in the music radius and the person you talk to is not in the music radius and it's not like a continual downslope, it's just a cutoff. So it cuts to you and you can hear the music and it cuts away and you can't hear the music and it's fucking weird. So regarding the music, I would say the issue I have with it is that music or sound is tied to the camera, not to the character. Right. Is Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. And I hate it when games do that. Yeah. I absolutely despise when games do that. And this yeah. game does that for some reason. Yeah. And the mix is a bit loud in the sound. I had to set, set the voice to 10 and sound, so music to 8 to get the mix for me, at least with my mm. speakers. It was just some yeah. scenes you could barely hear what they were saying because the music was blaring so loud. But huh. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not... I run into that in... in movies and tv sometimes on my tv on my soundbar mm. but i've not run into that with this game yeah. so far but the music is goddamn fucking incredible so you said you were wall market right <laughs> yes <laughs> how far into wall market are you oh no i just i just walked in bought um hard oh, okay so you haven't heard okay one of the best remixes from the original game is in wall market okay cool cool um it's like, a part it, of one of the mini games. I'll just say that. Oh, okay, right. I was gonna say like because because like I really I like all like the the store stuff. I I don't love. I don't hate, but I don't love it. But all the stuff that plays during the game, like when you're yeah, talking, the, 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 yeah, the remixes that you buy or whatever, hmm. like those are generally like eh, like yeah. it's cool. Some of some of those is cool that they inserted them in there because they're stuff that like takes place after the events of this game. Oh, okay, like like one of them you can get is like Kate Sith's, uh Theme, yeah, I got which that. You don't meet Kate Sith until after this game. Yeah, is so over. Like, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's cool. They put that in there. Yeah, yeah. There's like one of them you get is like Cosmo Canyon. Mm, yeah, that's cool. Like, it's a bad there, yeah. re- remix of it. It's a really bad remix of it. <laughs> I was gonna say, but, I was like, does that does that how that sounds? Because I don't like. It. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a terrible remix of it. Okay. But it's cool that they include that stuff in there, and it's yes. totally an optional like collectible thing. Yeah. Um, on the sound front, um, voices in this game, voice acting is probably the most perfect thing in the game i think it's the best voice acting in a square game well well, like you said nothing's perfect and that's that's true across Mm. the board the voice acting is the closest to perfect yes Um, in this game voice acting like the the like who they picked for each voice is fucking spot on yeah uh they all do a with, with only a few exceptions and those are side characters um generally do a very very good job oh yeah so the, yeah that's fair I, I don't think the i think the townsfolk are a mixed bag but of the main yeah. the core cast and avalanche all the avalanche guys um right. i think are are fucking great i fucking hate heidegger or whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> again <laughs> but like he's so much better than he was in the original so <laughs> the fact that he is not literally a joke <laughs> that, they, that they turned heidegger into a serious character i guess i was already impressed by okay all right now but the thing is yeah when i saw it i was like okay this is for the this is for the fans like i, I knew that he was that way for the fans when he was being himself because everyone else was so realistic and he was a right. fucking caricature he's, he's the fucking yeah. uh Mustache twirly villain. Exactly. I was like, okay, this has yeah. to be for the fans. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I would say though that it's curious because, and I was talking to this with my friend, um, Scarlet to some extent as well. I think you've run into her uh, already yeah. too. I've, I've just seen her on video, and she seems yeah. as bad as Heidegger. But oh, Heidegger. But the um, so it's I, so real quick before you go yes. on. It's funny that you say she's just as bad as Heidegger. So when I say that he was known as Guahahaha in the first game. She was Mwahaha. Okay, great. Like, literally, there, there's a character in the game that refers to them as Guahaha and Mwahaha. <laughs> I remember that joke. Okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. Um, I was going to say so, so 100% intentional. <laughs> so, the fun thing is, 
I threw a pen accidentally. Um, the fun thing is, I feel like the the inclusion of this VO has done some interesting stuff to the fan base, similar to how what I was talking about with Persona Five, where there was like a, there was a set of characters that people had opinions on from the original, but then with Royal, they add a lot of different stuff that made people love and characters in different ways. And with new characters, they fell in love with the new characters even more than the original characters. In this, the amount of Jesse love, the earned Jesse love that's out there is fucking awesome. And I love it. It's it's an example of how good this game is when it comes to characters. Because fuck yeah, so, pro Jesse. <laughs> I don't know who's the best so, girl. It so, might be Tifa, it might be Jesse. So but, much so <laughs> that I know, again, I know, obviously, I, I've played this game, played the original game numerous times uh, throughout <laughs> my life. I know what's about to happen. Yes. Given where I'm at in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And legitimately, that's one of the reasons why I haven't played much more of it. Oh, okay. Fair. Because yeah. and, I, and what I have played has been slow going and I've been doing every little side thing I could possibly do. Yeah. Because I know what is coming up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know and what happens when I get back to, sec- back to Sector 7. So I'm really curious what, because we don't, neither of us know what the change is. And everyone, everyone, we both know that there is something they changed. That was very interesting. And yeah, was I, very I've heard cool. enough that like some people are super worried about the future of the series mm. of seven games. Right. Um, <laughs> based on the ending of this one. Yeah. That's whatever it is. Yeah. So like uh, part of me is really hoping Jesse lives. <laughs> Not because, <laughs> because part of it is because like, I like all the Avalanche guys. I, I fucking love um, Biggs and Wedge. They're great. So here, here's the two. And again, this is all conjecture. Mm. I know nothing. I, I <laughs> If, if somehow I hit the nail on the head with either of these two things, know that it is literally just me guessing. I promise you, I am not looking out for spoilers. Right. And when we get to, the spo- to our spoiler section of the podcast, I will tell you exactly where I'm at in the game. Yeah. Um. So this is none of this is spoilers. If any of this turns out to be true, <laughs> the two possible things I think that people are referring to is that somehow one or some of the avalanche people make it out. That would be really that would be cool, or that they decide to do the big spoiler at the end of this game as opposed to waiting for when it actually happens in the story. The big spoiler. I don't know what you're referring to of the original game. I don't know. Oh, you mean of Cloud? I'm trying not to spoil shit. Of Cloud's background, like who? No, 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 no. The thing that ends the first disc. Oh, if they decide. I feel like there's potential that maybe they decided to do that now. Maybe. Um, do you want to do speculation? I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. Well, actually, sorry. I take that back. I don't think so because when you meet that character, it does a quick flash. Yes. Forward to when that event happens. Yeah. So that'd be weird if somehow they managed to, to transport that. So to, like, that I, I, I want to do speculation because I think it'll be fun. Just just to, just to do that. But do you want to do that at the end of your list, or do you want to? Do yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that when we get to spoilery yeah. kind of stuff. Okay, so go back to the list. Uh, Voice actors are great. I don't like Aerith. But I don't like Aerith, by the way. Is that weird? Because I don't like Aerith. I think she's um, really fucking annoying. She's my least favorite of the main cast, and really? I think a lot of it is because she very much is pitching her voice up in a fake way to do it. And I partly know that because I've seen stuff with that actress. Oh, okay. And she's a hundred percent pitching her voice way the hell up. Okay. But for that maybe that's why I feel like, cause few, so here's the thing, right? Tifa is the cool chick. Who's like, just cool. You know, whatever. She's, yeah. just, she's like home, like down to earth and shit. Jesse is the crazy hot chick. Who's like, 
smart as well, right? And right, and she's the tryhard as well. Yeah, and and doesn't take anything seriously, right? Yeah, she's definitely tryhard, but yeah, she doesn't take anything seriously. Aerith in this isn't like the good girl. She's like she also doesn't take anything seriously. She lies all the time. She's like this weird. She's like she's not the arc. She's not a third archetype. She's like kind of like Jesse, but kind of like her own thing as well. It feels like they just kind of. I don't know if that's the same in the original. It feels like they've changed Aerith, and I don't know if that's true. Um. I think they have lightly changed her. Hmm. She was very much the. Wasn't she like the pure one? Like the fucking Mary Sue of the original? Kind of. Yeah. Like it's, it's so again, like we're working with a, a, not a great translation in the first game anyway, Hmm. but what I would gather, especially after I would say like my perspective of her character from the first game has changed a little bit by playing this one. Right. Because I feel like what they were maybe trying to convey with her was the character she is in this one, which is that, She's seen as that pure character, especially from the perspective of Cloud. Yeah. But because of her past and what she's had to go through and her shit she's had to deal with with the Turks and everything, she isn't quite the pure, innocent character that she right. seemed to maybe be. Cause yeah, because that's, that's the feeling I'm getting. I'm feeling like she's kind of like fake. And that's why I don't like her. Like I, It's just like, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know if I'm talking uh, to you or, this, or a version of you you're putting on that... So the thing about her character is everything about about her as you know her at this point in the story is fake. Yeah, that's what I, that's that's the feeling I'm getting. So I'm like, why like, did I at this point in the story? Yeah, you don't know she's an ancient, right? Yeah, and I, and I well, I definitely you don't know that she is incredibly pivotal to the history of this world. Sure, and and that's <laughs> and that stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. So, so she's like always putting up a front for that reason. So it's really interesting because I'm getting that feeling from. So you know the voice acting is good, and you know the 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 writing is good because I'm getting that feeling just from watching it. But the curious thing is, is I don't like Aerith, which is like a significant departure from like the from the first version, which I'm pretty sure everyone liked Aerith a lot until she. So I think part of it with her was that she was. Yes, everyone liked her. Yeah. I think a lot of that was because she was a ridiculous healer. <laughs> yeah, she was overpowered. As much, to, she's overpowered in this too. Let's be clear. With, she's with fucking her, OP. With her, uh, <laughs> character i think a lot of it more had to do with her limit break oh maybe yeah that's they, what bring everyone back to life at full health and invincible or whatever the fuck it was it was something insane uh, that didn't bring back but it just it yeah it yeah heals them to full and then heals, yeah. invincible yeah she was OP. Um, and she's, she's still OP, which is pretty funny anyway moving on so speaking of her we we mentioned you know the flash that happens um that's another thing i actually really like about this game is like because we know the events only go so far and the developers know that player knowledge extends beyond that. Hmm. Um, there are, I would say a number of, but it's not overdone a number of times where flashes to future or sometimes right. past events flashes to, to events that take place later in the narrative hmm. of the original game happen in this one. And a hundred percent as a nod to existing, you know, players of the original game so i when you, when you meet Aerith, you get a flash and you and it's a very quick flash but everybody who played the original game knows exactly what the fuck is happening in that scene right and so i sus- i have deep suspicions that that is not just a nod i think that's indicative about what this game is but we'll talk about that in speculation i think that there's more to those flashes than than well, I think it's a combination of, of it's a nod but also mm-hmm. like so in the original game cloud would have like he'd have yeah. his episodes where he'd be grabbing his head, the screen would turn red. Yeah. 
that was basically the extent of it. I think this is the the version extrapolation of that, right? Yeah, them being able to fully realize what they were trying to do back then. Yes, even so, even with that noted theory, which might be all it is, I think there's more to it, which we'll get into later. Okay, so cons, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to seem like there there are more cons here than there are pros. But that <laughs> said, I fucking love this game. These are way smaller. These are way smaller deals. But <laughs> there again, it's not perfect. Hmm. The new characters they've added to the game don't fit in with this world. I, uh, we mentioned the guy on the motorcycle. Yes. There's also an Intel kid, a battle Intel kid that you, you talk to and stuff. Those characters do not feel like they are from this world. So, yeah, it's one of those things guy, where, like, the old characters they fleshed out feel like they fit. But yeah. people like Rude or whatever um, and Roche and... Rude's an old character. He's, okay. he, he's fine. Well, he's, okay. he's the character from Seven. He's, he's the way I described it to my friend, who's also an old. Well, he's a big FF Seven fan to me, but he has a, just recently had a kid, so he hasn't doesn't have a chance to play it. So he, what he's doing, he's watching it on stream while I play it. Um, he's not watching me, but we're playing. We're going at roughly the same pace. Um, he and I both played Metal Gear together, and my, our thing is being like, why they put Metal Gear characters in FF Seven? <laughs> Because people like Roche are just as fucking weird and flamboyant and crazy as fucking Vamp so, and like fucking so here, the here's B the guy. Roche, Roche is a Final Fantasy 15 character. <laughs> like 100%. He's, he's a character that belongs in either Final Fantasy 15 sure. or at the very best or worst, depending on, on your, your stance on it, uh, Advent Children. Okay, sure. Great. But he's not a character that fits in with the world of Final Fantasy VII. No, I mean similar they, with uh, they sound the, nuts. I, they feel like like everyone else is normal. It's like Heidegger. Everyone else is normal, and these guys are insane. Like, just what the fuck is happening with these? Heidegger's people? still low key compared to Roche. <laughs> Roche <laughs> is way too fucking. Roche has some good lines now. though. It's like the weird like where you've re- you've turned the key or something, and you've turned started. Oh, I hate you I like that. I love it. It was like so bad. I hate characters that are written in a way that this one fucking aspect of their life <laughs> is everything. It, it's it's the thing I hated about it's the so original dumb. Fast and the Furious movies, where every word out of their mouth had to be car related because cars. I love it. I love it. it was so dumb. Um, I hated him. But but I loved him. him. Um, uh, I forget what his name is. The Battle Intel Kid. Hmm. Um, similarly, he does not feel from this game. He feels like he's from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, he feels he like both aesthetically and just everything about him. He yes. feels like he's from Final Fantasy. He 10. doesn't. He doesn't look quite right. And it's it's partly he, because like everyone else is seventies, sixties, forties, or whatever the fuck that that timing is. He feels like someone from the future, which is, which is really strange. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he, neither of them fit in. Those are the only two. They're not the only two new characters I've come across. Some of the other new characters um, okay, fit a little bit better. Because to me, world. like all the both the fucking what are the I forgot the name is the both the people chasing Aerith, um, Heidegger. They're not new. Um, the bike guy. Um, so the the Turks are not new. They are they are old characters, and, and they hundred percent are the characters they were. Okay, cool. Originally, because yeah, because they weren't quite they, as much down like quickly. Okay. Uh, at this point, they were just kind of guys in suits. Hmm. Um, you get a little bit more out of them when you go back to Sector Seven, I would say. Okay. Uh, but you get a lot more later on in the game oh, outside right. Midgar. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, there are new characters they add that that do kind of fit a little bit better with the world. 
But boy, those two first introductions of new characters were not promising. Well, from my perspective, I actually I, I, I disagree. I think they they fit just as much as these the Turks do. <laughs> I think they're all nuts. I think they're all Metal Gear characters. It feels weird. <laughs> uh, another con is that uh, there are so they've added side quests in the game. I think as a means to like make the player in like uh, investigate or check out the the mm. environments. Yeah. You get to Sector 7, you get a whole slew of side quests you can do, and they kind of do that for each kind of hub area. Oh, jeez. They're there for you'll every hub. Well you get, yeah, you'll get those as well when you get to... Uh, well, you already did them for Sector 5. Yeah. And then you'll get more when you get to Walmart. Okay, because like, I liked There's it. There's not as many. Walmart only has like two or three. Good, because I liked it for 7, because I was like, oh, okay, it's getting me into this world. Because it, it, at the time, I didn't know the world yet, so it kind of brought me in. So... My stance with the ones on seven, because again, that's your introduction to these mm. side quests, is that largely they were they were terrible. Largely, yes, they were horrible yes. things. Yes. Because the thing that they did is they took you out of the environment to this other sectioned off thing. Right. Had you go kill X number of something and then come back. Come again. back. Yeah. The ones that were good were like when you go with Tifa to go um, do the filter side quest. Yeah. That one's good. That one was good. And the cats are, were good. I like the cat. Yeah. The cat. The cat one was was decent. Because you're you're being forced to go around that area, you're talking to people. Mm. Um, when you are going around with Wedge and he's showing you, like, this is where Jesse lives. This is where, mm. um, um, uh, Biggs, Biggs lives. This yeah. is where I live. And he's introduced you to cats. That is a great fucking side thing. Yeah, that is a perfect example of the side stuff they should be adding to this game. Right. Going off to the fucking uh, factory twice in a row uh. to go kill a bunch of shit was not a good side quest it's weird because um so they link so i found out that they link things like costumes and a couple of stuff to side quests like there's nothing you'll fail with if you don't do the side quests but there's like weird things that change in the later parts of the game depending on how much people like you and the amount they like you is dependent on whether you did those side quests in the area they're from or whatever like some shit like that um is what i know so like you won't have any negative effects from not doing everything from seven, but someone—I don't know, even know who it is—someone will be wearing some different clothes in a different in a later cutscene if you didn't do everything from sector sector seven and five. Um, which I don't it. like that at all because that means that ch- that explains some of what has happened in a way that I'm not super thrilled about. <laughs> so I thought it was like that was interesting. I don't know if it's like if I like it or dislike it, but it's a, it's a way to handle that. But for me, it was so there like was a, already there was already a way to handle that in the original game. Which that's was, why I don't like it. Oh, because of like which a, was who t- the who side quest, a date, whatever. Where it happened? Where, ha- no, where I believe they're talking about because the date thing happens after this, mm-hmm. after this game. That that all happens way later on. Okay. Um, what I believe I could be wrong, but what I believe they're referring to potentially is the stuff that ha- that occurs in Walmart. Okay, I don't really um remember. If you're saying the stuff I did in Sector 7 affects the outcome of Walmart, mm-hmm. that's a problem. I don't like that. But it's only because like what they already had a solution to that because there were side <laughs> mis- side quests in the original game that you did. Okay. Get oh, no, the, no. The okay. Good so things for the, the Walmart. Let's just put this out there. This is a minor spoiler. The dress you pick for Tifa is the dress you get. Full stop. That's that's defined by Walmart. Actual, no, 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 yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, none of that was in the original game. Right. Yeah. Cool. In the original game, what you would do in Walmart is you would do the side quests and mm-hmm. you try to get the perfect, um, the right options uh-huh. because when when you get to the mansion, you want to be chosen. Okay. Right. Sure. That's pretty funny. And that's what affected that. Okay. 
Like I, there was I, already a thing, a system in place to make sure that if you did these things oh, correctly, you would get selected. I don't know if that's what changed because I don't know what they changed. All I know is that someone. The reason why I think that might be the case is because <laughs> the final thing that is supposed to determine the dress that you get, mm-hmm. I fucking bombed, and I still got picked. <laughs> okay, cool. But I did all the side quests. That's that's my concern. Is like if that's what what actually determined it, that's really irritating. Oh, okay, right. I don't know, but um, yeah. So the. So it's a really interesting thing in that point. But for me, I was I didn't mind the side quests because um, I liked hearing about the fact that they had problems with these monsters, and or or the fact that the monsters weren't there until you started destroying the reactors, and that was like changing things. That stuff I liked, like the little bits of story there. But also, I liked going back to the combat because for me, because I'm I like the combat in this game a lot. So going back and do, having that interplay between combat and roleplay, or combat and roleplay was it worked for me. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I can, I can go either way on it when it comes to the, but I would say they do fuck the pacing in some cases. Cause some make you go all the way deep into some fucking weird area and fight these monsters and come back. And the factory sucks. The I think fa- we can just agree on that. The factory, factory fucking sucks. I, for me, I didn't like the other one. The next one was worse. It was the, um, not the factory, the, the other one where you have to like go into like the, between the train station and Sector 5, that weird scrapyard or whatever it is. That was the factory. Oh, is that the factory? I fucking hate that. Yeah. Fucking hate that. That's the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And, and they make you go back the second time. Like, you turn in the quest. Like, all right, well, once you go to the factory, there's this fucking dragon fucking thing. Go thing. kill it now. Fucking hell, man. Was I was so irritated <laughs> when they said I had to go back in there again. <laughs> I was and like, so again, dumb. I enjoy the combat too, but I was so done with that place. Yes, 100%. And then the, then the graveyard. Like, you have to keep going out. Fucking. And then every time you have to go past the kids, you have to go fucking through this weird crawl space because the loading or whatever it's like, oh, fuck. yes yeah not yeah, all the side quests are filler good. side quests yeah <laughs> 100% yeah um, another con was it like I felt like I wanted to explore more of Midgar and maybe this is something that happens later but mm. given what I played already I doubt it um, they did a good job of, of presenting us with detailed versions of the areas from the first game but like like I read on here like for instance I would like to go to sector 2 and go see okay. what that looks like oh, okay areas so far it seems like was that areas that weren't in the original is yeah that what yeah like let me explore midgar that's okay. what i was hoping they're gonna make this game you know the the first the scope of the first game is going to be just in midgar let me explore midgar not mm-hmm. just detailed versions of the areas that were already in the first game right an example of and they did some of that like you know we were able to go to the upper plate that was right. cool couldn't okay. do that in the original game you oh, never okay. saw the upper plate in the original game jesse's house um, yeah, that, that stuff was really cool i really like that stuff yeah yeah but like i would like to see a lot more of that hmm like you get this little glimpse and then that's it. Right. Um, uh, a slight kind of small thing, but like the camera and targeting can be kind of bad sometimes. Um, targeting especially can be a pain in the ass. Mm. You're like uh, trying to like uh, lock onto somebody and like yeah. switch targets can be kind of a pain. Yeah. It has the Dark Souls problem. Um, I wrote, that log on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote this uh, fairly early on, but I felt like Sephiroth was being overused so far. Yes, 100. And 100%. you've got a bit further since then. So, yeah, so you you weren't sure at the time because you'd only seen him like one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd only seen him but, the, yeah. the first time you see him, but he's Given just Given that literally you never see him in Midgar in the first game. Yeah, what the fuck? He's like... They it, overuse him. It rubs him off his mystique. That's why I don't right. like it, which is yeah. really annoying. Totally. Like, fucking, like the whole... The whole you 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 are introduced to the idea of him at the end of Midgar in the first game. Oh, okay. like when 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 Genova is stolen mm-hmm. from 
spoilers for the original game. <laughs> Joe was stolen from uh, from the Shinner headquarters. Right. That's when like the first talks of Sephiroth, Sephiroth really start to happen. Okay. Because I like the stuff when he's like whispered in the background. Like I like the stuff. It's like, oh, have you heard of Sephiroth? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's like war hero. I, I, that's all. But seeing right. him like every around every fucking other corner, like his actual character yeah. models, like man, that's boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a big fan of of that. Um, oh, are the are there the dudes are, with numbers on their shoulders from the original? As well, they are, but they are also introduced way fucking later in the okay. game. Okay. Yeah. Like way later. Because those two seem linked, and I'm like, this is whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, they they definitely are. Yeah. Um, but that happens a lot later in the in the game than this. Mm. Um, there are some utilities that feel mandatory, like you mentioned before, the assess materia. Yes. Um, there's also an auto cure materia that you can equip on a party member that one, it doesn't do a good job of explaining it. Um, but two, um, feels like a thing that should be an ability, not a mm. material. Cause going on to my next, uh, bullet point, cause it's, 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 um, kind of part of the same problem is there's not a lot of material slots in this game now that you've gotten a bit further in you probably see what i'm talking about like they don't really go up so, by that much I have, I, have, I have mixed feelings on it personally because um i feel like i am cake walking through this game to the point where like the shiva boss fight uh i soloed her i didn't wait till get Aerith again i was like whatever i just walked in soloed that bitch like it was like so fucking like it's it's I did it as soon as I unlocked it, so I guess I must have stolen yeah, it as well. Then. Exactly, yeah. So, like, you should... Uh, you can just wait, like, 15 minutes, get Aerith back, and then do it. Um, but, like, yeah, I just... No issues. Everything's, like, dying. It's not as bad as Persona 5. Like, Persona 5 gets so bad that I didn't use some Personas because I would one-shot things like the final boss. It's not that right. bad. But it's 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 a case where I don't need every material because I'm only really using well, like a handful. So sure, my problem with the with it is is the game hurls materia at you. Yes. And yes. you cannot possibly have it all equipped. You can't. And and not only can like you, you not you can't have possibly it, have a unique like every unique one equipped. Yeah, and it's but not only can you not have it. It doesn't give you enough reasons to experiment aside from things like weaknesses, like arrow. Like arrow is a good thing that you might want to add. Once you get access to arrow and steel is a good thing you might want to add once you get access to steel. Right. But like, um, uh, with, with some exceptions, there are, there are definitely some instances where like you will want to have elemental materia. Available. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned auto cure, like one auto cure should be a utility or it should be a, an mm. ability, not, a, not a material it should not take up a material slot, but also it doesn't explain it, but you also have to have cure equipped on that character. Oh, do you? Yes. If you have auto cure, oh. all that does give you the utility to have the AI oh. cure you when you're not controlling them. You still need to have cure equipped. Okay. I need to. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like the first well, like hour or two of me having auto cure, I had it on the character and yeah. they, I was they like, weren't curing. Yeah. I had like, I had one character with cure, one character with auto cure. I don't, I don't need yeah. it. <laughs> that, nope. That's not, that's not how you do it. Okay. Great. Um, and you know what? You know what? It's fine. <laughs> I, I leveled it fine <laughs> so the other problem i have regarding the materia is like that's one of the cool things about the material system from seven is there is some cool interaction stuff you can do with linked materia yes things like, like you know no elemental links, lightning on your weapon there's no and fucking the, no links linked, yeah links are so rare to come by in mm -hmm. this game um at most you'll have like one on each character yeah like so, so like you're talking about weapon and, and, and of course the first thing you're going to do is you're going to link 
once you can do so, you can link Cure with uh, uh, Magnify. Oh, I didn't even. Did think you get that. Magnify? No, I haven't gotten Magnify. Uh, you should have. Oh no, I, I see. It was that, that. It was that blue material. It was that crane thing. Crane oh, bullshit. Maybe I didn't. Oh yeah, it's one on top of the crane that you go. The, down. Yeah, like the last one you get or whatever in the crane mini game or crane. Oh, okay, puzzle. yeah. I just I haven't looked at my material since I got that. Okay. Okay. That is the re- the replacement for all. Oh. That turns cure into an AOE. Does it increase the mana cost? Uh, I don't believe so. I think it just Fuck, turns it okay, into an yeah, AOE. I need a link. But but no. But by then, and, and as you level it up, the AOE gets bigger. But by then, um, the difference is, uh, they start adding accessories with a link slot, which is okay. I'm like, okay, fine. But like, the annoying thing with weapons is that I would not use a weapon without a link slot. So half the weapons, I'm just using them to to master them and then going back to the Buster Sword or whatever. Because so, I, so that's the other thing too. I don't think the game actually um, lets you know. It's like to master an ability, you actually have to use that ability. You can't it, just have the weapon equipped. It tells you, you have once. To use the ability. It tells you it? Okay. one time, and, and I was okay. like, and I forgot it, like between sessions. Because like, if you use the, the ability, you can level it up or you can make it proficient, like super fucking. Yeah, quick. So like I think it's only use it ten time. times. I think you have, it's just ten percent each time you use it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like super quick. Yeah. So but like, like I didn't realize that. So like on on. Aerith, I was like two weapons behind on ability. <laughs> I, I don't know if I just wasn't using her because like some of them are good and some of them are just useless. I don't, she has a really good AOE ba- magic right ability yes. that I, I, bet, I wanted I bet to build. Up pretty good. And I know, I know uh, um, by if you for Barrett, if you play your cards wrong and don't master right shit, he has like no offensive abilities if you don't master them because it's on the old optional weapon. Anyway, right? Yeah. Um. But so like there, you know, that, yeah, like is, um, the last thing I want to point out is weirdly, it feels like you never have enough gill in this game. And uh, you yes. never have enough money. It's for me because, because of the material thing where I'm not using a lot of material, I'm not using my gill either to buy material. So I'm like, and I don't, oh, I haven't bought material in a long time. Yeah. And, but, but I never, I never seem to have more than like 5k. Oh, I've got like, I'm we're in the same spot of the game. Well, roughly. Roughly. I've got 15k, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I'm not spending. So the only thing I've been buying is I, I'm occasionally buying like an accessory. Oh, okay. So I've or like weapon. So like I got I, everyone, know, a, like I got everyone a star accessory at the start because you need two two fucking material slots. You just need material slots. But mm. let, then later, Aerith comes with a really good one. So I was like, oh, I don't need a new one for her. And then you slowly get by finding accessories in the world you slowly right. get new accessories so i haven't bothered buying upgrades from the start so, uh, sorry sorry not accessories uh armor oh armor yeah no i haven't those, those have gotten to the point where like the good ones are like 5k each. yes yeah yeah, yeah. In, in gold and i can't in, af- fucking war god it's like that's too expensive no i i, I didn't bother i didn't I, bother. I would love to get that tactical vest but i don't got i am not spending yeah. all of my material on it, one thing it looks really useful but I like I, no there things yet, like, like there will be a weapon in wall market you will want to buy um, I've Clive. I've bought uh yeah no I, I literally walked into World Market because my friend told me it was there because I was looking for a high attack okay. weapon so right. it's like oh yeah the only high attack weapon because every the way they do weapons is interesting because they all have like a specialty rather than one being better than the other and, and the, the high attack ones yeah yeah I hate the nail bat <laughs> I was so <laughs> glad to replace that thing <laughs> it fuck it fucks your um what's his face it fucks, it fucks your Punisher mode and I was like why would you yeah. that's what the fuck it was cool I, I hate that thing Punisher yeah it's, yeah it's like, what the f- anyway anyway. Uh, wait. So, so for you, uh, would you have would you have experimented much more with materia if you had more slots, or do you think they throw too much materia at you? I think that if I had, 
it's, it's a combination of two different things. If I had more slots, um, but also if there was more combat. Right. Because the game also does occasionally feel a little combat light. Yeah, it definitely does. And a lot of, and a lot of like random encounters are very quick. You just kind of can mash square through them. 100%. With, a, with the occasional triangle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of those weird things where I look at material and go, oh, that could be useful, and then never equip it. <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, well. <laughs> like the one that uh, makes you... Oh, no, the one that gives you that ability, that uh, the new limit break. Um material oh yeah 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 so yeah. the only reason why i quit that one is because it is a battle intel requirement at some point oh okay cool All so right. i did equip it for, the, for that reason right that's it yeah anyway yeah gil i don't know it's, it must be just like yeah whether you buy accessories yeah and and shit so before we move on to past that can we take a short break yes 100 percent. be right back all right we're back during was that all the pros and cons? I think we went through your list. Yeah, I think that was all of them. Uh, anything you can think of beyond what's on there? Um, we haven't I mean, talked about graphics. Probably not without yet. getting into the spoiler stuff. We haven't talked about graphics. That's that's like the one thing. I oh yeah, no, that's that's like one of the bigger pros. That game looks incredible. Yeah, like, to say the least. I was going to say, like, how do you feel about the um, character designs? I think they all look pretty pretty great. Okay, except for Sephiroth, I think he looks a bit girly. Everyone else looks amazing. Yeah, there's there is something I think a little bit off with his face. Yeah, he doesn't seem menacing. That's how my friend described it. So he doesn't seem menacing anymore. It's 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 so it's funny. Like we talked about voices earlier too, and like it, there, it, his is the one voice of the original cast that I feel like doesn't quite fit with my expectation. Because mm. I've heard I he was like good in Advent Children. I like like yes, yeah. Because yeah, was it the same guy who did both? No, none of this is the same cast. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. That's a bit more understandable if it's not the same cast. Yeah. But like, the, so here's what I'm wondering. I doubt it, but I'm wondering is if once we re once we meet the real Sephiroth, because this has all just been like dreams, visions. Yeah. Presumably. Um, is maybe at some point his voice will get lower because this is younger Sephiroth from when Cloud ran with him, right? As a back soldier, in the old days. What? Oh no, so he wasn't a soldier. Maybe, he was like a but I, kid. I ha- I I think that's wishful thinking. <laughs> I think that's just going to be the voice actor. I mean, don't be crazy. We're not going to um, be real Sephiroth for like five more games. So, <laughs> and, well, and not only that, but like, what is real Sephiroth? Yeah, because technically, <laughs> in in this whole narrative, he's been dead the entire time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, but so, so the um, I like I love all the character designs. I think they did a really good job with um, keeping the feel of them, but updating them because none of them look identical to Advent Children, right? Which is supposed to be in the future. No, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. Advent Children takes place after seven. Yeah, so it's like it's like not Advent Children Cloud, for example, but he looks like Cloud. Like he looks like how I think Cloud should look like, which is really well. He done. looks better. He looks more like Cloud than Advent Children Cloud. That's cool. Yeah, like he looks closer to what I would have pictured Cloud to look like. Because that's the thing. It's like Cloud's like he's not that old guy. Mm, he's in yeah. his twenties, like he's twenty-one, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. I th- well, I, I thought he was like eighteen or something. I thought it was something ridiculous. Um, no, he's a little older than that, I think. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so like, and they obviously nailed Jesse because she's best girl, probably, maybe. Um, I have played too much of this game. He is twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I really like, yeah, no, so that's, everyone's done well. The world has done well. The flower beds are fucked for some reason. They just blur for me. All hmm. the flower beds. I'm on PS4 Pro. I don't, I don't know if yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah, I, I, the, only, the only real, like, like noticeable uh, texture I've seen that, like, I was wondering, is that going to load in? And the answer was no. Um, <laughs> was Cloud's door to his room in oh. the Seventh Heaven slums? Oh, that, that I think that loaded for me. I think it might. Maybe it's just fucking random. Maybe it's just like the engine just can't quite <laughs> keep up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. like again, like it's Unreal Engine, so like texture pop in, texture load in, whatever being a problem is not yeah. unheard of at all in the yeah. slightest. And the animations are great. Animations are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the graphics. There you go. All good. Five stars. Yeah. No complaints at all about the the graphics. Yeah. Apparently, uh, just a little um, side trivia point here. I just noticed. Cloud's Buster Sword weighs eighty pounds in real life. Oh fucking! That's so, yeah. These it's so stupid. It's so ludicrous seeing his Buster Sword. Did you notice that when he's sitting on top of um, he's in that Aerith scene where they're sitting on top of the playground, it clips through the top of the fucking playground really thing. yeah yeah it just so goes the reason i'm surprised about that is because when he sits on the benches he yeah, purposely he, moves his sword out of the I way i love that down. animation it's such yeah, a good animation i love it <laughs> and like you're smart to cut it off before he finishes sitting because yeah of course it would still clip through something yeah, like, <laughs> uh no yeah if you look at the angle of the sword it's like vertical but there's a playground under him so that couldn't anyway whatever. that's great whatever that's pretty good anyway so what do you want to talk about because i have i stuff stuff i want to talk about but what, what what's what's the rest of this stuff here uh I, go go ahead i'm like okay cool i'm I'm ahead of where you are so whatever right. you're you want to talk about like i'm okay i'm there with you on cool it. so i don't really want to talk about the plot or anything because I, I think it's i'm still I'm, it's still unfolding in front of me I, we've already talked about how much we like the characters um for me i want to fucking talk about those flashbacks and flash forwards and fucking okay First question, and so, so for people at home, we're getting to spoilers now. Um, we're getting to proper spoilers. We're going to be we're getting spoiling. to like potential spoilers and proper spoilers. And yeah, up, up to Wal- stuff. up to wall market because that's that's where we're up. Yeah, so, pretty much. Um, so, and it'll be funny for people who who already know who've already finished it or have seen the leaks, like the spoilers or whatever because we'll be like we'll be guessing and it'll all be wrong. But I don't give a fuck. I don't care. This is fun. Um, so. In the original, were there the ghost things? Because I don't remember them at all. No. Cool. Good. I so that's the thing. I assumed that those were like the replacement for the guys with the tattoos. Right. That that was like how they were redoing that, but then right. they—that's not the case. Yeah, that's so definitely not the case. Yeah. I have my ideas as to what those could be. What, what do you think they are? I think that those potentially are the Cetra or the Ancients. Okay. Because like they seem like they are malevolent at first, mm-hmm. but then in the church part, like they actually help Aerith, they guide you out of the church. Right. She almost falls off, and they catch her and bring her back up. Mm-hmm. So like they are they are helping her, and they're always following her. Right. Yeah, they are. Like, the only time they ever show up is when she's around. I mean, except well, for no, when they attack the, the case. when they attack seven. That's not the case. Yeah, when they attack after seven, that's not the case there either. Yeah. Huh. So that's the that's the, so here's my theory. With them, well, here's my well. Okay, that's one piece of the puzzle, right? Who the fuck are the ghosts? Right. The other piece of the puzzle is what we. What do you think about um, when? And to be fair, they gave them a name. I'm just blanking on what it was. I they did know. call like they have a name as to what they are. Okay, no, no, no. But the um, when Cloud, f- when you finish fighting Airbuster, whatever it was, which wasn't that wasn't my favorite boss fight, but um, when you finish fighting Airbuster 
and the and the the ground gives way and cloud falls and you get the white flash scene with him sitting and talking to himself right mm-hmm. do you remember what they say it's like um cloud the other cloud says uh don't worry last time i got through with just a couple of scraped knees oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so that one was the big tip off but i swear that this is some fucking alternate timeline or world reset nonsense happening. So what you so what, what what probably is happening here is you don't remember the events of the first game. Okay, what what was the what because was the I think what actually happened? is happening there? Yep, is that was actually the guy standing over him, mm-hmm. or at least I should say one of the two of them in that scene where he's yep. talking to himself. Yep. is Zach. Okay. Okay. Cool. Because 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 in his brain at this point in the game in this in his brain he's a soldier. Right, and he's, he's not actually a soldier, soldier. Yes. but he's not. He actually he was a a grunt with Zach and Sephiroth during those missions. Right, so that's your version. So you think one of those is so, Zach? I think one of those is Zach, and and in his brain he's both because he is Zach. Right, 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 right. And then, but what do you feel about the fact that then he turns into Sephiroth? I think that is them pulling the putting stuff on as many places as they can. Bullshit. Okay. Okay. All right. So, for, so my version of Sephiroth, it. So that's the thing is like Sephiroth yeah. is in his brain. Yep. And I know that later on in the, in the original game, like there's talks of like, like cloud is a clone of Sephiroth. That's what I thought. I thought, I remember cloud being a clone of somebody for some reason. And I always thought it was Zach, but my friend was like, no, that's wrong. I'm like, oh, okay. So I looked it up. I was like, oh no, cloud's got Zach's memories. Oh, sorry. Right. Cloud thinks he's Zach. I don't think he has Zach's memories. He thinks he's Zach. He it, fell into like somehow Zach's memories have been like implanted or it like fused with his or something. Something, yeah, where where he believes that that Zach's memories are his memories, right? And so like, um, so he, he yeah, it's something to do with Zach there. But I remember him being a clone, and that being linked to the numbered dudes because are the numbered dudes they were also clones. Yeah, they were clones. They're Sephiroth, clones. right? So yeah, like so essentially Sephiroth was the number one stunner, like soldier. And they tried to make more of him, right? That's kind of the idea. That's, that's how I remember it, anyway. Uh, or was it because of his connection with Genova? I. So that's the part that, like, I think part partly gets a little bit confusing because of the translation, right? Um, but I all, all I do really. recall for sure is like the the clones were all implanted with Genova cells, like every soldier mm-hmm. is. Um. I believe the whole idea of the reunion is to bring Genova back together again. Yeah, that I remember. Yeah, which is why all of those clones are coming back to Sephiroth because they're all they all have Genova in them. Right, and that's why Sephiroth needs needs Cloud to be there as well for the reunion. Okay, he also has Genova in him. Yeah, right. Um, and I saw a thing somewhat recently that said that there was another character in the game who is also a clone. But I don't remember who they said, and it made no sense to me. So okay. whatever. So because um, like, what's his face? Um, you there's a there's a brief flash forward or whatever from Cloud's perspective when he meets the first numbered dude of them all standing in this like plane with like this fucking vortex in the middle and all. So that was a it? flash forward to the northern crater right. scene from yeah. the original game. That felt like it was a hallmark of of maybe um, that's where this is going rather. Right? Everyone right. joining into Genova or whatever. So, but here's the thing, right? Like, why would Cloud have fast forwards? Is my is the question I was asking myself. And I think that that no, I, I don't think I don't think that was Zach. I think that was there is 
some fucking weird time fuckery or, or shit happening here where this is an alt timeline or it's being a, it's a recreation or it's like a um another version of the world because what i think is happening is that those ghosts are the ghosts of people who died when the plate clashed um i think it's like this weird thing where this game is going to is going to fork the timeline between sevens it's like it might be like something where either some god or 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 Aerith or something is fixing the world from what happened the first time through and trying to make a better outcome. That's my that's my guess. So I think Cloud talking to himself is like actually Cloud talking to some version of himself. Um, and when he talks about getting through with like about this, you know, like a bruised knees or something, I thought that was like a callback to the first game because he does wake up in a bed of bed of roses or whatever. Um, so he has been so the, first game, the first game he has a similar sequence as well mm. um you don't see anything it's all just text right and then it transitions to Aerith trying to wake him up okay interesting um but also like with regards to cloud talking to cloud mm. the reason why i think it's it's that one of those is actually zach is like there are scenes later on as Sephiroth is actually the one who forces cloud to see the reality of you're not that that was Zach, right. that wasn't you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but there are scenes later that play out at with Cloud being where Cloud thinks he is, and then Sephiroth backs it up and says, No, 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 no. That was Zach. Here's how it actually went. And you see Zach walking out. Right. And I remember like that was when so that was that played out when Cloud was in his coma. Yeah. And so and Tifa falls down into the live stream. So she is helping Cloud realize who he was to get him back out of this. So okay. she sees this as well, and she is she knows the truth. Okay. So she's like kind of freaking out while trying not to freak out Cloud. That's because she knew that Cloud wasn't that guy. Right. That's so but cool. she needed him to see that he wasn't that guy. I forgot how cool some parts of the original were. It's it would have been so cool. much cooler if they'd gotten the fucking translation correct. Right. Like so much of this is like interpretation. Okay. Because it's a bad good. translation. Because, but that's the thing, right? Because maybe that's what's happening here. But I don't know something in my guts telling me that it's it's not that simple because especially because he's flashing forward like maybe that's just a hallmark to to people like maybe that's just like a a thing that they just want the the players to feel that that sense of ominous foretell foretelling but mm. something telling me say so no, part of the reason why I think that part of the reason why I don't think it's a split timeline thing is because the things they're flashing forward to are things that actually happened yeah so it's not like they're flashing to it's not like they're flashing to like another timeline no that's that's what i think i think it's it's like warnings about this is going to happen you need to stop it i think it's like he when, especially when he looks at the plate and the plate falls down i'm like oh wow so i something's telling my gut saying that maybe the plate either the plate won't fall or maybe only partially fall in this version of the game and it's like a fork but that's my guess i have no idea if that's what was gonna happen especially with like how many people are like whoa that's so surprising and like whoa i'm worried about the future one or not worried right. i'm curious what how where the, the series goes that that's like part, another thing of me like maybe they're just fucking because like one way is like oh maybe the avalanche people that's the thing is like people's reactions i i feel like you could take either way like it yeah. could be something as dramatic as that yeah or it could just simply be like the avalanche people live mm. and what does that mean for the future of this game yeah. because now these characters who they've established who were not in future events yeah that'd be really cool are now sticking around i mean like if if we're like in the final battle of this game and suddenly it flashes in and jesse jumps in she picked out a fucking uzi and then you cut to jesse and you're shooting the uzi i'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does it, it it would make mean for some pretty dramatic changes yes the game because like 
that's those those characters dying was a big motivation for Barrett, Barrett but also it was a big motivation for Cloud. Hmm. Yeah. To continue on and and to continue this fight for them. Right. And if so do they stay uh as like eco warriors or are they just anti Shinra at that point? Uh pretty much anti Shinra at that point. Cool. So yeah, they're like anti Shinra like they go, they're going to Shinra headquarters. Um God, it's been so long since I played that part now. I'm trying to remember. Mm. I don't remember the exact reason why they're going to Shinra headquarters. I, I don't recall the exact reason, but they're going to Shinra headquarters. While they're there is when they find out how Sephiroth is um, intertwined in the story. Right. And that's kind of how he's introduced. Mm-hmm. And then the president is killed. That's what it is. The president's killed. The Sephiroth sword still in his body. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then they're blamed for his his death. Right. So that's why they have to then escape Midgar. Cool. And and so the um, did the Tifa in a fucking cowboy outfit make sense to you? Because I had no idea what the fuck was going on with that one. Yeah, that's so that um that is a flash Forward. back to oh, back. okay. So that's flash back to when uh when Cloud was thought he was soldier, but he was actually one of the grunts. Um, mm. they had a mission with Sephiroth to go to the Nibelheim. Uh, reactor and Tifa ended up being their um their guide through the mountains. Oh, the mountain. okay. That's cool. And that was her outfit she wore was the she had that and like a bag <laughs> on her or whatever. That's fun. Cuz she cuz she looked like the Chocobo uh caravanners. I'm like, "Oh, was she a Chocobo <laughs> caravanner?" So I was like, "Okay, maybe." Um but yeah, so that's all. I didn't want to spit about that theory cuz I'm it would be funny if I'm right. I'll be fine if I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I will I will go, "Yeah, I was fuck, I called it." Um, cause it feels like some weird, I hope, you're not because, like, I hope you're not because mostly because like, that means that a lot of the stuff that I would love to see of might not happen. The future games may not happen. Yeah. And that's one of those weird things where, well, but I also be, um, cool in some ways, but uh, it is, but that's for me as the person who doesn't remember much of the original, if I, if I wanted this, if I wanted the original again, then with with what they've done the first two nine chapters or whatever it feels like a better version a newer version of the original um and if that's the promise they're making at the opening of this game and it changed at the end i'd feel kind of annoyed um because yeah but me as a person who doesn't remember the original i'm like oh cool it's let's go into some interesting new territory as long as you keep these characters and like and you execute them well and you stick to them and so i'm happy so one last thing I wanted to, to bring up with regards to like the theory of like the plate not falling mm. and why that may not actually be the case. The plate falling and killing all those people is what eventually leads to Kate Sith existing as a character. So is Kate Sith the... Kate Sith is that giant like Moogle with the cat on top of its head. Right. Yeah. So what the fuck is his deal? It's a puppet. <laughs> it's an animatronic. Okay. But it's actually Reeve who is controlling it. Who's Reeve? You met, you met him in one scene. Okay. So far. He's the guy who was basically like trying to convince the president not to destroy the plate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I vaguely recall. Tell him, he, he, tell him he needs to like, take some time off or whatever. And mm. blah, 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 blah. that's Reeve. Okay. The plate falling is what, what makes him turn on Shinra. He's he's your mole within Shinra. Oh, okay. That's cute. Because he becomes, he, he sends Kate Sith out to join the party. Hmm. And he, he kind of has a pivotal role to some extent, right? Um, with the party later on, yeah. 
without the plate falling, I don't know that Reeve would then have the motivation oh, to. I reckon do that. it'll be some weird thing where it's like, okay, if if my version of this event, I, I bet it's like something like a half the plate falls or a quarter of the plate falls, and like maybe sector five or sector seven disappear. That'd be really interesting. I'm like, it's like, okay, cool. That's that's a kind of interesting, different way. So you still have a lot of the death, but with a fork, a definite fork in the in the timeline. That would be really interesting. But I, I don't know. Um, I don't mind if it goes because for me, I, I keep going back to what the fuck are these ghosts? Because they seem really lame in some ways. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the hell? They're not the best addition to the game. That's for sure. They're not the worst. They're not gross. Because I definitely but. didn't remember them. I was like, what the fuck? When they were fighting Tifa at the very start, I was like, I don't remember Tifa flipping out when I worked first woke up to her. But I, I don't know. Um, no. Yeah. Or you mean Aerith? Aerith. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Aerith. Yeah. Anyway, finally, before we cut it off, Durin, who's the best girl? Aerith, Tifa, Jesse, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm only I'm, I'm going to say Tifa. Cool. Only because I feel like Jesse tries a little too hard. That's she's, fair. She's just a little too thirsty. What I really like is when uh, Wedge was like, "Don't don't listen to her, man. It's all just a game." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I was like, yeah. that's a really interesting, cool moment to put in this fucking game, man." So yeah, I'm yeah. Tifa. After that, I was like, "Okay, fine. I'm Tifa. Team Tifa." Um, she also fucking is really fun to play as, even though I don't play her as much. Yes, she is. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. And with that, Duran, it's been three hours as uh, normal. Um, yeah, I noticed that earlier. <laughs> we hit our mark. Yeah, <laughs> mark. I'll see you next time. Uh, thank you for people at home who stuck around, especially if you've already finished the game. You need to listen to two assholes fucking talk about what they think might happen. Um, but I'm really curious. I, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. So. Um, yeah, I think I'll have it finished by at least the end of next week. Cool. Well, hey, if we both feel motivated, we might do a spoiler cast for it. Let's say that. Yeah. Maybe. And with that, yeah. thank you. I'm going to head off. I have to go to see my parents. I'm going to hit stop in this recording. See you guys next time. Bye.